this is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! We're from the otakuspirit.com website, where you can go for our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community at the top, and the forum link at the top, and our social media links on the right side. And today's episode is a discussional podcast, where we talk about the news that seems important to us, which is not really much, sadly. Not really. But we're, we're, we're just about to get a just unload of a whole bunch of shows and what, what places they're going to, so... Nobody really wants to talk about anything except for, hey, this is here's the newest preview. Yeah. Here's some here's some character <laughs> art. Here's here's the latest uh, opening, and here's the latest closing. That's pretty much all the news right now. Um, but it is going to be a hopefully a jam packed episode because it's going to be this is going to be posted on Father's Day, so we have some um, some of our picks for best fathers. Even though it's kind of hard to scrounge those out, but we'll get into that, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about video games. We'll, we'll later on what? we'll talk about video games. What E three happened and people That's are true. Kind of, anime and gaming goes hand in hand. There, in there's regards. a couple of things. There's, in there's there, a eh? few people out there <laughs> that are like, all I care about is anime, so don't talk about games. I'll I'll put some timestamps in there so you can skip past the E three talk if you like. Um, and then we'll get some discussion from our forums. We have some community questions that hopefully will drive some discussions out of us. But yeah. Um, Let's just jump into it, I guess. Uh, to start off with our news, we have uh, some Disco Tech announcements. Uh, Disco Tech, who I they, personally really like because they they, they they do something important. Yeah, Disco Tech Media. They they they're they're one of those companies that grabs those really old licenses <gasps> and obscure oh, titles. They're the they're the license rescue guys. Yeah, sort of. They're we kind of like that. every we now and then they'll do some new stuff, but usually it's rescue licensing, which is awesome. Um, they came out. They did. A, they were at a. They did a convention or something. Like, right at an expo or something like that. And they announced a bunch of uh, license grabs and releases. Um, first ones we have here is Demon Lord Dante, the DVD unedited version, um, which will release in August. I have, I'm vaguely familiar with that. I'm not too sure if I watched that one or not. I'm pretty sure it's not the hentai. Not the hentai. Not the hentai. The hentai. Like, there's a specific hentai that there's is There's another one that is very similar name, but it is a hentai. <laughs> um, good that you know about the hentai, but not the show. I looked it up. It didn't say anything about hentai, so it's okay. Uh, Gogo 13, the professional Blu-ray, is released in August. Um, I can guarantee you that one's not a hentai. <laughs> well, Gogo is kind of like... Kind of like the, another uh, 007 agent kind of yeah, thing. He, so he might get into the sack with somebody. He's supposed to be like a uh, the Japanese version of... I played the game a long time ago. The Nintendo game? Yes. That we, game was I a don't think the we, I don't think we ever got past very far. <laughs> there was two parts about it that I hate the most. We're already talking about video games. Um, there was the helicopter sniping things you always had to do. And then there was the going through this really annoying maze. And then somehow ending up in a room where you get the crap beat out of you by some guy. That's all I remember. About I don't game. remember very much at all. So <laughs> you're doing better than me. I don't remember ever getting very far in that game. And if you like uh, puppet animation, Starfleet DVD English version is coming out late 2016 or early 2017. Um, I actually remember that one. I, I sort of remember that show. I, I don't remember where I watched it from. Might have been a sci-fi channel thing or something. I another one. You you you're you're up on me that one. Uh, if you've seen the art for it, you would know what it is. Uh, I got to bring that up just so you can remember what Starfleet is. Um, I have an emblem. That's not that's not helping me. Yeah, that looks like uh, Star Trek stuff. <laughs> this is not helping at all, Andrew. There you go. That kind of stuff. Remember, remember them? Oh yes, actually yeah, I do. There you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, you how, where? How did that come up? I don't know, but apparently I do remember that. 
Blackjack, the movie DVD Blu-ray combo, is also coming out to be announced to time release. Uh, Jungle Emperor Leo DVD and Blu-ray combo. Remember that show that spawned a certain Lion King? They're doing that one. The White, the white, the white lion? Cub Lion. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Okay. I, I never actually watched it. I never watched it either. Okay. But I, I just know that it predates it, so that's cool. Um, and finally, the one Andrew's excited about, and probably the only reason he put this whole thing on here... <laughs> Uh, they announced that they're going to release a DVD complete collection of True Tears. So I'm happy. I, it's be not Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Should be in Blu-ray. It's not Blu-ray, but ye- I got to take what I can get. And if I can get DVDs, I'll be I'll be happy with that and be satisfied. And it's releasing in August. Uh, they announced it uh, also on Twitter. And I was like, yes, yes, thank you so Which much. Which we were, we were talking about it what, last night. And you were saying that I would probably enjoy it in... in and yeah, because you're, you're it's curious written by, as to it's written by Mari Okada or whatever Mari, name is. Mari Okada. I've yeah. I've learned that I just have a thing for Mari Okada's stuff. Still 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 out in the wind on what whether or not I like Mayoga, but <laughs> I'm finding myself suddenly randomly defending that show, so I don't know how that works. Uh, it, this, the backs and forth on the internets with <laughs> lots of shows right now is getting irritating to the point that I don't want to watch any of it. Uh, sh- I've shut down my back and forth with people on lots of shows for some reason. I'm just burnt out on the back and forth. So, uh, But yeah, I love True Tears. Um, I'm really curious to see what Chris thinks of the ending because the ending, mm-hmm. as many know, has been something I've mentioned several times as being something that it made me hate life, like in general, just hate life. <laughs> and then I wait until it's over and then I like life again. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll probably jump on that in August and and do a review on it or something like that because I think we're pretty much covering most all PA works. I, w- I want to do like a full-on PA works thing and that's one that Chris got caught up on so that'll be good. Um, it'll, go, it'll go along with our KyoAni yes. decision. Yes. We're yes. going to be covering everything KyoAni and everything PA doing works. doing studio breakdown stuff. For, yeah. for the ones that you can actually watch everything. <laughs> There's not many studios where you can watch everything they've done. Um, PA works is one of those few ones. KyoAni is one of those few ones. Uh, Ghibli is one of those few ones, but not like, you know, production IG or Tecmo or uh, uh, my, my brain is blanking right now. Gundam guys with their 50 million Sunrise. studios. Yeah, Sunrise. Sunrise is a million and a half show. What are you talking about? We're <laughs> It'll never take us covering it. years, but we're going to cover that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, other than Descotech, we also had Funimation did some announced uh, pre-orders release, um, posting stuff, things, those things. Uh, they're September releases, I believe. Um, but yeah, this is uh, a big list, so I'm going to run through them. Chris can interrupt whenever he wants to talk about things. Uh, Mikagura School, School Suite Blu-ray DVD combo is releasing. Uh, Seraph of the Inn Season 1 Part 2 Blu-ray DVD for 50 bucks. Did we get the first one? Whatever what? happened with Seraph of the Inn? Did we just decide not to get that? I don't remember. I think we were talking about it for a minute, and then we gave up on it, or I don't know. what. what I don't know. I... I mixed on getting the Blu-ray DVD. I, I want to check what they've fixed in it because I was a little bit upset about the first season. Okay. The, they say it part season one, part two. This is actually Battle of Nagia. So for some people that, you know, separate the two, that's how you know. This is the Battle of Nagia arc, uh, 13 episodes. Um, I was pointing out those 50 bucks because they also are releasing Seraph the End Collector's Edition Blu-ray DVD, uh, which is going to be 150 bucks. Uh, but the reason why it's 150 bucks is it also includes the entire first core of it, and also it has a chipboard box, an eight-panel digipack, 
uh, eight art cards, ten stickers, a 200-page hardcover art book, and uh, it's all in one encompassing thing. So, Well, I trust you to figure out whatever we're going to figure out on that one. So, Oh, I'm not jumping on the collector's edition. Andrew hates Digipacks. I just want to get that out there. Because I'm 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 growing angry yeah, at the idea of Digipacks. If we don't get it, we don't get it. Then I'll Regardless wait until they the... release a Blu-ray of the collector's uh, collection in like a year. Okay. <laughs> I, like I said, I trust you to figure out whatever we're going to do on that one. Um, Randy Coco, season one and two on a DVD. I'm absolutely happy to let that one go to somebody who will really now the truly question love that. Is, the question is, does it include those awesome little let's talk about a two minute show in 10 minutes i'm not segments. really too worried about it i'm sure that somebody will re- respect and love that and and it's give only it 14 the... bucks so <laughs> it, it's gotta be 14 bucks because i mean that's like what 20 minutes worth of show <laughs> unless they have that commentary then it's gonna be like a five hour show five hour show <laughs> uh one piece season eight part three if you're keeping up on that collection they're releasing a dvd of it uh, Fairy Tale Part 21 Blu-ray DVD combo. Oh, I'm so torn on what I want to do about Fairy Tale. So we'll just go ahead. If and you're slide gonna get Fairy Tale, you have to get the like the 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 their comparison of an omnibus, the ones where they like yeah, collect. I've seen that. Like multiples, because that's otherwise you're gonna go broke and not have enough room. Uh, Harmony DVD and Blu-ray. They're both separate. There's a DVD and there's a Blu-ray. They're selling. Um, I'm actually really interested in that one. It sounds like a really interesting world. I've heard some talk about it. Um. So I might actually jump on that one once it releases, just based off the fact that I like the world. I know that it supposedly doesn't pan out, but it sounds like a really interesting world. Uh, Psychopath Season 1, Blu-ray DVD is coming out, and I still have not watched that series. <laughs> I need to just buy both of those, and let's just run through them. Kidoki. Uh Mock and Key Season 1, Blu-ray DVD Save Edition is coming out, so if you're looking to save some cash, they have a... Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people don't pay a lot of money for the fan servicey junk, but you know, if that's what you go for, then the, it, hey, it's fun for that. Season two has got the best scene though. Okay, etchy cat girls. Yeah, like yes, you're, you're just going back on that whole yes. thing earlier. You're not helping yourself. <laughs> The next one's the most exciting bit of news. When I yes. seen this pop up, I was like, it came out of nowhere because I seen the posting of here's all the new releases coming up and I'm looking through them. And then all of a sudden I see at the top, wait, they're actually releasing Mar- uh, Maria the Virgin Witch DVD Blu-ray. And immediate text to Chris. We're buying this now. It's like and, pre-order and, instance. And, and, and Chris messaged back, we, we why, why, are you, why are you asking me? Just, why is it not already ordered? I, I don't know why I'm involved in this. I had to spend the time to <laughs> formally thank Funimation for finally saying they're going to release this. Because, I mean, I hadn't heard anything before this that they were even going to do a Blu-ray release. Or, like, any release. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed it's not a collector edition, though. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like would a love box. an art box. I would like but, a chipboard box of it, yeah. Well, but, chipboard box, but I would more like just art. Yeah. Art for the yeah. show. Yes, please give me tons of it. Yeah. But I've I've been like I've been constantly tweeting Funimation, like, where is the release of this? Like this has been way too long. Are you even gonna release this? I'm looking on Wikipedia and making sure they even have rights to release it. I'm getting proof that they have the rights to release it. And it's like, where is it then? So yeah, way, way excited for that. It was a great series. Um, so instant pre order, yeah. Uh, next we have is the High School DXD Season 3 Standard Edition Blu-ray DVD and High School DXD Season 3 Limited Edition that they're releasing. 
That one is a little bit difficult. I kind of want it, but I would want the entire series. Well, you should so. pre-order now because I think, I don't know if it's still going on, but if you pre-order from Funimation right now, they have a limit of 500. You can get like a, a pillow and what was it? Tissue paper or something like that or tissues. I really don't care about all that. <laughs> I I would like the show though. Like, I I mean, Funimation's always been known for having like really risky uh pvs where they're like we're not even gonna hide the fact of what the show is <laughs> they even take shows that aren't really that bad and make their pv into just a porno video basically i okay so, perfect example they perfect just keep example. doing it like <laughs> hey if you're buying this limited edition blu-ray dvd you obviously need a pillow and some tissues I perfect example of this was that what was it the the because obviously you're gonna cry the I'm, wrestling i don't know where girls? everybody's getting where we're going from here but they're obviously <laughs> crying so it's a very sad season right Yes. Yeah. You just say yes, Chris. Thank you for saying Yeah, me. you need tissue <laughs> to cry. <laughs> but no, the what was the wrestling one? Go, wanna be the strongest or something like that? Yeah. And they turned it into this just god awful just joke of you wanna see boobs? That's what this show is. No, it ain't. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's not lingering on shots for a little too long, but come on, that's not what this show is. My example was that uh, was the one with the the guy that gets contracted with some girl and she's a dragon or something like that, the Dragon Academy oh, or something like that. Yeah, Drag Dragon Art Academy. Yeah, that that one was literally like a remixed moaning noises video. <laughs> like they remixed moaning voices. Like wow, um, I don't even want to watch this show. I don't know why it would sell it to me, but okay. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, back onto the list. We have next one is probably another exciting one. Uh, following up this, the anniversary for uh, Melancholy of Subzumi and Haruhi, they have the uh, the entire collection. Well, to start off, they have Haruhi Chan, Suzumiya, and Neuron Complete DVD, which is like 15 bucks. It's really it's basically shorts. They have the Disappearance of Nagato, Yuki Chan Blu ray DVD, which they're going to release. And they also have a standard DVD release of Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, which is the original series. And then they have a Blu-ray of the original two series, which is um, basically the first 28 episodes on Blu-ray, which they're going to release for 50 bucks. And they also have the Melancholy of Suzumiya Haruhi Collector's Edition, which is going to release for 112 bucks. Uh, but what's cool is, and it's what I pretty much instant pre-ordered for. I was going to say, yeah, that one looks like the one to get. <laughs> yeah. This collector's edition has, it's on Blu-ray. It has Suzumi Haruhi season one and two. That's the first 28 episodes. It has Haruhi-chan and Suzumi 28 episodes. It has the Niaran uh, Churuya-san, which is 13 episodes. It has Disappearance of Nagato Yuki-chan in it for 16 episodes. It's all in a chipboard box. It has eight exclusive art cards, all on eight Blu-ray uh, Blu-ray discs, and it's got like twelve hundred uh, minutes of runtime. Which that'll I mean, give it's huge. That'll give us an excuse to go ahead and watch that Yuki-chan because I kind of am curious about it. I know, I know it's not a really well received show, but I am curious. It didn't about look it. visually good, and that was kind of the unappealing thing. It wasn't Kiyoani, I believe. So no, it's that's not. what was upsetting. Um, but yeah, the other cool thing that kind of came out of this, and this is really truly speculation, so don't take this as, like, truth. Um, people are pointing out the fact that the box that the art cards go in is 
kind of spacious and it goes inside the chipboard box. So there is rumor that that could be filler spot for later on when Funimation releases uh, the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya on Blu-ray. You can slip it into that little slot. So because that was the thing. It's like this looks like the ultimate collection of Suzumiya Haruhi right here. But there's no movie. <laughs> and the movies go for like stupid amount of cost right now because they're all secondhand. So I need something to put that in there, and I think Funimation has the rights to it. I'm not 100% positive on that, so that would be cool to have that box set that has everything in it if they do release it. So maybe they just didn't have everything in place yet, and they wanted to get it out there. Who knows? So, But yeah, instant pre-order for me. If you have a uh, God Anime subscription, you can get it for like 102 bucks or something like that from Right Stuff. So, And that thing is just jam-packed full of stuff. I mean, adding up everything else separate it's easily worth it. Plus, the shorts that were on the DVD that I mentioned earlier are on Blu-ray with this one, and it's all in Berlin. It's cool. So, yeah, really cool. It's cool to see a really awesome collection from Funimation. They, they're usually pretty slim on the collection editions. I usually don't like the collection. Like I mentioned earlier with the Seraph of the End and uh, Darker Than Black and uh, Cowboy Bebop, all those collector editions are like these huge, gigantic, flimsy-looking things. I never cared for them. This one is like chipboard box, small, compact, really nice-looking. So I just jumped on it like a, you know, somebody going after candy or something. I don't know. A lolly after candy. There you go. A lolly on cake. I jumped on it like a lolly on cake. I see. There's a good example. That's that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you, how many have you have you watched a lolly when it comes to cake? Yeah, it's pretty 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 messy. It I I wouldn't say it's messy. Well, I guess it's, it depends on what kind of lolly. They could be like a goth lolly, and they're they're very prim and proper. They'll, right. they'll sit down and they'll now you get a ganky pinky. a ganky lolly. Oh, psh, it's done. You you like, you don't want like you don't want to be uh, just girl just, from Fake Collide Liner that kind of ganky like. <laughs> The cakes just explode. It's all just over the explodes. Walls. Just by her looking at it, it just blows up. She'll be busy for hours looking at it off the walls. It's it's not pretty, <laughs> not pretty at all. Anyways, I can't stand her. <laughs> when I seen her, I was like, "You're never gonna watch this show just for this character." And he somehow managed to get past it. He just doesn't show up too often, so that's that's fine. Um, that's all the releases that I had listed. Um, really excited about. Suzumi Haruhi, really excited about, really, really excited about Marie the Virgin Witch. I'm so glad it finally got a release. Still waiting on Death Parade, but we will wait, wait a little bit longer. I, I've, I've heard that, that Anime Limited in UK released Death Parade, plus it has Death Billiards. And I, I messaged Andrew and I said, do we have And death? they do a lot of stuff with Funimation, yeah, so I, it only hoping. begs the question that maybe Funimation, maybe they just finally got the okay to get Death Billiards thrown in there as well. I hope. The whole I lot. hope with all bits of myself. I mean, I hate that Death Billiards is out there and not available. Yeah, yeah. Um, our next piece of news, um, kind of an interesting little bit. Uh, Crunchyroll had posted the, that Japanese fans had picked their most anticipated summer 2016 anime. If you checked out our previous episode, we had our preview for the entire summer 2016 anime season, uh, which pretty much is still solid. I think we only had one new show that was announced right after we, like the day, like that night that we recorded, and that was some kind of uh, Chinese slash Japanese anime that's being released. I uh, wasn't too interested in it, but you can go look it up. Um, but I was just—I got a kick out of the fact when I looked at this list that how 
totally not in sync it is with us. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this, I'm going, okay, so probably, you know, most of our shows will be at the top of these lists, but no, no, they're completely Boy different. Boy Boo Love doesn't surprise me because from what I'm under the understanding, the first season was absolutely loved by the Japanese. They loved it to death. Yeah. Um, this this list is actually a poll done on a, through a... Um, what was it called? There was a magazine or something like that. Oh, I'm Charpedia 10,000 okay. reader poll. Uh, Japanese uh, fans voted for the summer 2016 anime that they're most excited about. And I'll, I'll pretty much go through the top 10. We have uh, both aggravated, both male and female, because they had uh, 53% of it was, or 53.7% of it was uh, male and 46.3% of it was female. And 70% of them were teens and in 20s. Uh, starting from 10, with both included uh, Danganronpa, uh, which Danganronpa in 3, the end of uh, Kibogami Gakuen. Uh, 9 is Relife, Honda Kun, 7 Deadly Sins, which I think is a, the OVA 3 episode thing, uh, which we forgot to mention also in our, in our preview, but that's going to apparently coincide with uh, um, Arslan Senki. Um, let's see here. Digray Man Hollow is at number six. Five, Fake, Fake Collide Liner Prisma Ilya 3-Ray. Uh, four is the Heroic Legend of Arslan Dust Storm Dance. Uh, three is Saikai Kusuo no Saichan. Two is Food Wars Season 2. And one was Love Live Sunshine. Big shock there. <laughs> uh, male voters, starting from 10, is Active Raid, Relife, uh, Kono Bijachu Bijutsubu ni wa mundai ga aru, which I think is that um, the art club, I think. That's that's right. Yeah. Uh, new game, quality uh, code, Arslan, Danganronpa, Prisma Ilia, Food Wars, and Love Live. I I think the, the, the one thing that I instantly, before I get into the female one, what, the first thing I really noticed that's kind of common with most all these lists is that the votes were like really spread. I mean, most of them were getting about 130 votes each. It wasn't until like the top three or four where you get into where they actually had, you know, double that or triple that. So it's like the most of it was spread, and then you have like the top three was really where it kind of was. Uh, well, and and all all three of those are absolutely name recognition. I mean, you have Prisma. I mean, yeah. that's fate. You got Food Wars, which if you don't know about Food Wars, you're probably living under a rock. And Love Life, same thing. All three of those have n- name notoriety. Dog and Ropa, pretty close. Same with Arslan. Yeah, the only the only offset though there is really Relife. So I, I all I can really think of is maybe not Relife. I'm sorry, uh, Rewrite. It's like Rewrite's not even a list for male voters. Is that Rewrite is not that recognizable of a visual novel from Key or what? Because and that's I kind of was one of the fears that I had going into our preview was like I'm excited for rewrite, but at the same time I'm not really too familiar with it, and there's too many unknowns about it, and there's something in my head is telling me this isn't going to be as big as the other ones they've already done, and maybe that's for a reason. Maybe rewrite isn't that big of a visual novel, and like I said, just having it not even in the top ten list for male voters is kind of surprising. Uh, female voters, uh, they did, uh, starting with 10 is Servamp, Relife, Food Wars, Arslan Senki, uh, Honda-kun, Suku- Sukuita, the animation, 
uh, Seven Deadly Sins, D. Gray, Man Hollow, Love Live Sunshine, and Saikai Kusuo no Saichan. So they really liked the little alien guy. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Of, that was a, quite a few Bisojo uh, in that one, like the Saichan. There's the Sukuita, the animation. Um, I guess you can have some Arslan in there in real life. So surprising to see real life's in both lists. I real life was just something that's not even on my radar. So I'm kind of excited that it seems to be both in male and female voters being pretty high. So interesting. It's interesting to know that the Sai Chan guys, you know, obviously he's a shoujo. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. That's why it didn't work for us. No, I'm just messing around. Yeah, my, my big point there was, a, I mean, if you guys remember what most of our votes for the what we're excited about, it's like really not too much of my stuff is it like, yeah, we're excited about Arslan Senki, um, Prisma Ilya, uh, Love Live, of course. Uh, what was the other one? The the Quila Code, Quila Code. I mean, I was excited about that just based off the music and hoping that it has some really good pedigree behind it. Um, but everything else, it's like, eh, none of this other stuff was even on my radar. So maybe there's Japan saying that they're excited about it. So maybe hopefully it's it's got some some reason for excitement. So and they'll, they'll probably know the source more than we would. <laughs> I'm really curious as who the characters from on the on the article for Crunchyroll is that probably somebody from Claudia Code or whatever. What's that? This character. I didn't recognize Probably. Um, but yeah. they, they were all over the place with their... <laughs> they like they like to make some interesting thumbnails every now and then. Um, other thing I got is also from Crunchyroll News, uh, and that's that the, anim- the anime studio, uh, Mappa, who's doing Ushio and Tora, the animation right now, uh, got a little bit of encouragement from the Ushio and Tora manga author. I thought that was kind of really cool. Uh, there was like... Uh, Kind of a thing that was going back and forth. Apparently, they were posting pretty much saying he did some artwork for them and pretty much told them that they've been doing a great job and, you know, keep up the great work because this is like the first time that manga is really getting its full story told over these, what would it be, uh, like 39 episodes, I think it's total. Uh, it seems like we're already past 39, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going long. It's really cool though because we we've really been enjoying it, and just to kind of see that that uh, the manga, the manga ka himself is kind of supporting the studio as well, you know, giving them some some encouraging words as they come up to the the big epic final battle is just really really cool. So I thought it was a little cool. I thought I'd mention that. So it definitely, if you if you have time, go check out that article and see all the cool little art they kind of post back and forth with uh, the encouragement for the the Mappa Studio because they're doing good stuff. I'm liking it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, uh, I got one more piece of news, uh, and it's really only something that was interesting. I mean, amongst the 50 million, you know, announcements of music being done for different shows, uh, ReZero, they're announcing their second core music. They're bringing back Mythenroid to do a new opening. Good. So she'll do the opening this time and she's going to call it, it's called, uh, Paradisus Paradoxum. So just like, just in line with Styx Helix, it's another really weird name. (laughs) And does uh, she do anything normal? No, not really. There's <laughs> a lot of whispering, too. Uh, also, the voice for Amelia will be doing the second ED, so be excited for that if you liked. If you like Amelia. Everybody likes Amelia. There's no, there's no question there. Um, yeah, that's all I have for news. Did you have any other news? No, I was going to go and see if I could find out what my other girl's doing this season. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta keep I'm bad. 
But yeah, like I said before, um, it is this is going to be posting on Father's Day. So uh, like we did with Mother's Day, uh, we went ahead and put together a list of best dads and a little more difficult than it was for mothers. Because, <laughs> I mean, you have a lot of mothers in anime. They're usually the tool to create emotion like, oh, mother's dying or mother died. That gives the character emotion and it humanizes characters. And the mother gives them encouragement. And they're always kind of in the household to give that soft, tender thing care that the character needs and that's something that is not really found as much in the male side so i mean i I was looking through my entire miami list of like 900 plus titles and i'm trying to find any remembering of a male uh uh, not a male a father character any of these shows that i can mention and i literally only came up with like 15 characters and a lot of them aren't even technically blood related and a lot of them aren't technically uh you know classified as being a father they're just kind of a f- they they look like a fatherly figure and that's pretty much all I was able to come up with so and i even i even text chris sometimes like i'm making the list you have anything besides this 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 and this is i kind of laid out the more the most important ones and it's like i don't know if he's just ignoring me or if he's just going i got nothing because milk uh, father characters just don't exist yeah. in shows they they just don't and i don't know if it's like a it's just the fact that they kind of view the fathers as always being like salarymen and just chained to their desk at work and they're not at home. Uh, and we, we already have like a complete lack of parents in most shows, but to have them completely non-existent seems more often with the fathers than it does with the mothers. And that's kind of what sucks about it. So, And it might just be a thing of writing capabilities and not really finding a proper way of using a father figure like a father figure doesn't have as much like i mentioned earlier with the mother uh, a tender touch that the character needs they're more uh strong and they're, yeah they're, overbearing yeah. which well, you'll kind of get with a lot of these ones i'm gonna mention nobuyuki so. <laughs> no but y'all oh, gosh no i kind of mentioned i mentioned uh like, good job Tinchi. <laughs> That was that was the reason why I brought up I put shuff, uh, the fathers from Shuffle on my list. I was like, yeah, technically, uh, Forbissi and Ustoma, they're like these two fathers that show up like right at the beginning of Shuffle, and they're like, yeah, I am the king of uh, the heavens, and this is my daughter, and I am the king of the the of the demon realm, and this is my daughter, and we want you, we're wanting to see which one you're going to shack up with, basically, and it's like. Technically, from a harem standpoint, they're like best dads because it's like, okay, they're like totally okay with just pushing their daughter on you. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm, you're, you're a cool guy kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I started off with my list. Um, and this is not in any particular order. I'm just kind of rambling these out. Uh, Jin Tojo from uh, Testament of Sister and Devil. I'm half and half on that one. <laughs> he doesn't show up often. He's kind of a little He's, bit neglecting I, okay, as he, leaving. Exactly. A bunch He's of, very neglected. <laughs> if you if you tell by the first episode, he basically leaves his son at home with two people that are possibly uh, prime suspects in a big, gigantic underworld battle that's happening right now. But he's still kind of a cool dad because the rare times that he actually shows up, he's really awesome. Like, he's just... He's really uh, well, powerful. I Everybody's would... afraid of him, and he could show up in a throne room, knock everybody out, and sit on the throne and, not, and be completely okay with it. I would put it more along the lines of, okay, he does care, and he is a he is the type that he he sees these two girls and they need help. He knows that his son can take care of them, so 
yeah, he's 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 good in that respect. But yeah, being neglectful, like leaving your son with two girls that are quote unquote demons, if you want to say. But yeah, yeah so I, I'm having half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, my my put him on the list is more the fact that he's just awesome. Like he's he's epic, he is, powerful. He is definitely an epic. Um, but him as a father, yeah, doesn't really work too out too well. Just because he's he has a neglecting side, but he also does have that other side where he's going. You know, look these these girls need help and this girl just lost her father and she needs us she needs us as a family like he's stepping in there and taking this girl in who obviously just lost her family and giving her a family so in that regard he is kind of cool in that regard but yeah technically i only put him in the list because he's just epic um next one we have is definitely like if you would i, I should have put this at the bottom but if you ever ask anybody what's a good father flick it's gonna be bunny drop oh like, please you cannot have a list of best fathers without daikichi uh kawachi from bunny drop he that series is by far one of the best kind of family shows uh, a father show and i just every time i think about it or talk about it or suggest it somebody i just want to go watch it again um it's just a really heartwarming show because daikichi he's not blood related to ren but at the very beginning you kind of find out that his his dad had a illegitimate daughter and they're trying and he just passed away and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with him he basically rather than let her go into the system he decides to take her under his wing he knows nothing about raising children he's got a job that he has to take care of but yet he still takes her in and he's learning through process and 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 trial and error how to take care of this girl and raise her and it's just a very heartwarming show and he's easily probably one of my favorite dads in anime I mean, if you have not, I mean, if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you've probably heard us like gush on this show a million and a half times. We really do need to just sit down and watch it and, and do a full on review of that show because Ooh, it yeah. is just such a beautiful, wonderful, just warm, fuzzy, just, yeah, it's perfect, nearly perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you don't watch it for Daikiji, watch it for Rin. Because she's adorable. So that works out. Uh, next one I have is from Clonad. There's a couple fathers in that one. But the one I pointed out was Akio Furukawa, who is Nagisa's dad. And there's a couple, like I said, there's a couple of few later characters that are kind of really strong as well. But um, And there's one that I'd probably put in the worst dad's area too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Akio, I mean, at first face value, when you first start watching the show, he's like this absolute goofball. He's the guy that's running out of the 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 baker shop shoving stale bread in his mouth just to appease his wife. I mean, he's just a goofball. You know that he has care for his daughter. He's he's very protective. He's always carrying the bat around and giving a little yeah. bit of uh intimidation, but it it's really like as the show progresses, you kind of see more and more sides of him. He's he's always still goofy and he's always still fun, but he's also got this side where he'll come out to He'll treat uh, Tomoya as like his son. Like he just comes out and he gives the the words that he needs at the right time. Like because of course it, you find out in the first episode of uh, Clonad that Tomoya doesn't have really a home. He right and, and his dad is a drunk deadbeat. But Akio is like that replacement. He gives him he gives him those encouraging words that he needs, that guidance he needs, and he's just a, an excellent character just for that. So good good dad by far. Yes, yeah, I mean. I he was one of the first ones next to next to Bunny Drop. I mean, the second that Andrew had when we were talking about that a couple talking about this particular list a couple months ago, 
Uh, first one that came to mind was definitely this one. This one is, I, I would fight tooth and nail. If Andrew had not mentioned him, I would have like doubled down on it that you have to have this guy on this, this list. He is, he just has this, like Andrew was saying this, this all encompassing, I, I will accept everybody. I will be the dad to all, um, coming through when, 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 when is needed. He's also the, the, the guy who, you know, he stands for something when, when things need to be stood for. I, I love it. He's just a great dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and proof that I was scrounging the bottom of the barrel just to find a list of, of, of dads. Uh, I decided to put, uh, Hajime Donmon on here from (laughs) Comet Lucifer. He was a good dad. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like the show, but technically he was a good dad. And, uh, again, this is another case where it's not really laid out that he's a, he's the father of Sugo, but He's also just a, a guy that is in the parenting position for Sugo, and he actually takes care of him. And later on, you got to see the more backstory of him, and he gets he really kind of steps up in the story. I mean, the few moments of that show that I really enjoyed Which involved usually him. involved him. <laughs> it involved him. It's like I didn't enjoy the show until like these certain points, and those always usually involved him. And so it was it was really cool to kind of have him come out, even if I didn't have my misgivings for the show. So. Um, next one I have, and again, this is another one that's not really technically a father, is Listen to Me, Girls, I'm Your Father, uh, Yuta Segawa. And this is another case where what happened wasn't necessarily, he, he's not even really blood-related to two of the, the, the daughters. He's only blood-related to one of them, and it's basically his niece. And the other two are basically niece-in-laws. Um, but after, when he kind of has this family thrown upon him, he takes it upon himself to take care of these kids. The The parents go missing, and he's he sought to actually take care of them. And yeah, you can you can come back at me and say, it's an etchy show. That, that's a disgusting show. It's, 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 it's got pervy things in mind with it. No, I, I think when I watched that show, what I got out of it was this guy, he's still in college. He's got this family before him that he decides to take, him, take it upon himself to take care of in order to keep them from being separated because they're talking about these two daughters go in this family, this one go in this family, and separating them completely. And what he did was just stepped up and said, no, I'm going to take all of them. I'm going to take care of them. And I'm st- he's still doing his college work, and he's having to take on a job just to pay for rent and take care of these girls. I mean, it was just, that was what really stood out to me from that show was just kind of a really awesome story about somebody sacrificing all just for family like he has a strong belief in family for what happened with him and his sister a long time ago so it's one of those it's one of those shows that i mean when i first watched it i i absolutely fell in love with the show and yeah i i can see people being turned off at the very beginning but it's not that i mean i think that this is one of those shows that kind of bait and switches at some point um, there is one or two characters that, I mean, Andrew pointed them out to me and I was like, yeah, I didn't like that character. Yeah. The big <laughs> guy. Like, and, yeah. And, and, but at the same time, it is a show that really, really shines on its kind of, um, he, him being a dad to these three girls. And it is such a special treat when you finally finish the entire thing out and you get this really unexpected payoff at the end that I, I, I definitely walked away much more satisfied than I was expecting at the beginning. I mean, I uh, seeing him go through his changes as he, as he develops as a character through the show, um, what the girls are willing to do to take care of him, what he's willing to do to take care of the girls. It's really, 
a great family um, just bond story that that works in there. And I, I absolutely loved it. And I was so glad when Andrew finally decided to watch it. It was a special treat to hear his side of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, next one we have is uh, Kumatetsu from Boy and the Beast. We just watched this recently. I did end up not putting this one on the complete top five list just because I didn't really think that the themes of family was really strong in Boy and the Beast, but I still think that Kumatetsu was that father replacement for Kyuta as he lost his family and was basically homeless. He ran away from home, and I it's, it's really, really cool in that regard. I like that the whole spouse between them, uh, Kumatetsu basically raised him, trained him, and became that father figure that he never had, and I thought that was a really cool story too. Yeah, I, 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 I would have put it on my list, but hey, I mean, who do you got on your list? Um, I think the final top ten was Daikichi from Bunny Drop, um, Akio from Clonod, um, Yuta from Listen to Me, Girls, I'm Your Father, uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, which we'll get into in a minute, and is that five? Oh, and and Hakuro from Utwaramono. That was my that was my five. Like I said, I didn't think when I'm making the list, I didn't think that Kumatetsu was a strong. It it's not that he wasn't a strong father. It was the fact that we I mean, didn't really get well, to see you got, it too much. You, yeah, you it, got it jumped forward in time at the point you, got, you think you get that kind you, of development. I mean, the only one that I would probably put him against is probably Hakuro, but I don't know. I I got way too. I got way too many. Yeah, too you, many more you're, moments you're, of, I don't. Uh, I don't blame Hakuro you. With, I don't blame you on that one. You're 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 right there at that. <laughs> that point of this one over this one so yeah you're fine but getting into the next one vegeta from dragon ball z that was the next one on the list um yeah i that this is the only one where i kind of had to put a you know a medium spoiler in there so um i I guess we don't really have to mention it at all so we don't have to worry about it but vegeta was an awesome dad um it didn't really stand out like it was going to be with the, the case with him, but they end up doing some really cool stuff with him as a character. Uh, Goku, of course, you have to mention him in Dragon Ball Z. I think he's more. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think he's a, a, a. He has a lot of heart. I'll just say that Goku has yeah. a lot of heart. I don't think he's the best dad because he's a little bit. Why would you do that with a kid? No, you really shouldn't be doing that with a kid. But he's kind of like that. Really, he's a. He's a. He's a friend dad, and that's where I kind of see him. Yeah. He, he's not really a dad. He's a friend and. That's where it kind of lives. But also, you kind of have that feeling of Goku kind of treating the world as kind of his his children when he protect his 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 home as a whole. So yeah, yeah. Both of them both of them have their different aspects when it comes to fatherhood that that really kind of reflects their personality in general. They're, they're so opposites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, next one we have is from Tati Tati. I have two of them on here, and that is, and they're kind of in the same the same light. Um, well, not really the same light. Uh, Kesuke Saikai, who who was uh, the father of Wakana, and Wakana was or Sekai uh, was more of a case of he was a father in a case of trying his hardest to kind of not really trying his hardest, but trying to live in a broken home, and that's really where I seen his strength. And it didn't. It took a while for me to kind of see him as a father figure because. It, at the beginning, you're kind of seeing him as a deadbeat. He walks in, and she's cooking, and he kind of just kind of grumps about what is cooked rather yeah. than what he wants to have. Um, but he, he kind of really came out to his, to his own kind of later in the show. Um, in the case of uh, 
Seichi Okita, who was uh, Sawa's dad, I seen him more as a, you're the viewer watching this show, and you see him as being that character that's keeping the character from her dreams, but in actuality, you realize that he's actually just looking out for his, his child. Like, he wants to protect his child. And that's kind of the same case with uh, Tomaru uh, Sakishima from Lull in the Sea, is that he's kind of that character that he wants to protect the children He's, they're seen as kind of a semi-villain in that regard because they're keeping them from what they want to do. But then you kind of realize that, yeah, they kind of see more than what the children do and they want what's best for them. Yeah, and, that, and that's one of those things that I, I, I don't know that a lot of people realize. Sometimes dads are usually always the easiest ones to do this with because they're the, they're the characters that effectively are the kind of soft border <laughs> or soft wall between a kid and their dream. And you always have to take that into consideration when you're watching a dad, because dads, dads don't always come off as the one that is the good guy. And they're, they're the ones who are looking out for the kids in a lot of cases. And sometimes it looks like they're, they're blocking dreams. And that I, I say dreams as kind of a figurative term it's it's whatever the 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 main yeah, like character is Sa- yeah. from tari tari wanted to become a, a horseback archer right and then in the case of lull in the sea uh the daughter she wanted to seek out her love on the land and right. he's like no you can't do that and they're like we don't see why we can't and then he kind of you get the perspective from him that oh yeah here is there's a truth behind everything and i'm trying to keep you from that just listen to me kind of thing. Right. And, and, and it, it, it's it's one of those things that a lot of us tend to forget is, is all we see is this horrible jerk of a dad. Why is he? I mean, I, I think for the longest time I heard people complaining about the dad in, in a lull in a sea is, oh, he's a he's a he's a butthead and he he doesn't he doesn't care. And no, if you stop and think about it, he's trying to protect his daughter. I guess that spoiler, I totally just went off on that random tangent. So, yeah, it it's important. There's repercussions for everything. Yeah, though. there is very, very, very big re- repercussions in that particular situation. Yeah. Um, next one I have is, and this is one I don't, I, I, I'm more vague on because I, I've seen a lot of the character, but I was kind of skipping a little bit towards the end of the show, but a Citric family... Uh, Suichiro, which was the dad of the family. <laughs> the one thing I'm the I only really one remember, who could really say anything about that. No, like I said, I I watched, I skipped maybe a couple episodes at the end, but I watched pretty much all the way to the end. It's just a case of the my remembrance of him was really in how they talked about him. They, he was like this really strong guy. He he apparently uh, altered the entire mountain size to scare off the Tengu or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he has these these epic tales about him. And I, I loved how if you look into, like, anything regarding it, it's like, oh, yeah, and this happened. And it's like, that's a Citric family. Like, <laughs> that is a Citric family. Like, this is the character story and then this. And it's like, really, yeah, that is a Citric family. Um, but, yeah, he was a cool character in the regard that he has this really long legacy behind him. And he's really the driving force for the entire story of his Citric family. So, even though it's not really all in his power. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else on that? No. No? Okay. 
Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, we have Mace Hugues, who is probably the most doting dad I have seen in any anime. He's the character that every two seconds he decides to pull out this wallet that has pictures of his daughter, and he wants to talk to people about his daughter, mm-hmm. and wants to just gush about how cute she is, and how he he's just, just the pride and joy of his life, and that's that's a good dad. I think that's a good dad. Yeah, usually a dad who is absolutely overgushing is usually a pretty good dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he got he's got reasons for being able to gush. It's a lolly character. Why yeah, not? Definitely. Lollies they deserve to be lo- gushed on. Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, uh Hakuro and uh I'll, I'd also mention uh Tioro from Utwaramono. Tioro was the uh the village guy. They everybody he had everybody call him Pops. He's kind of like the father figure of this this starting village that uh Hakuro you know, began his story of this, this of the anime series in, and I thought he was a good character. Uh, but of course, we don't see him too much. But my main point in there was he really was a pretty awesome dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Hakuro himself, I think he's uh, like early on. You have this whole case where again he is in this village. He is not necessarily the father of these two girls, but he, through circumstances, he takes these two girls under his wing, and the bigger story is that he goes off on this big adventure of not really adventure but this big uh campaign of protecting this village that which ended up turning and protecting a nation and building an army and going forth and attacking other nations and throughout the entire experience he's always still on the sidelines he's having to take care of these two girls now necessarily not necessarily with one of them because one of them ends up kind of being uh more of a, a love interest but in actuality, he's still taking care of these two girls, especially the younger one who just really has no father figure. And she kind of needs that father figure, especially with what brutal war they're kind of going through. And what she wants to do to help, she can't really help because she's still a child. And I, I really like that. I thought it was a really good little story. And later parts really kind of hit it home for him as a father, especially with uh, kind of some additional characters that kind of get introduced that I won't get into. Yep. Um, and the last one, Honda, Barakamon, sort of a dad. Pretty much about the only dad. <laughs> Poor Naru. <laughs> <laughs> you have an out stick, uh, this out in the sticks kind of village. There's a village scamp named Naru, and she runs around, does whatever she wants. And Honda is kind of introduced into this town and kind of becomes the interest of this Naru. And I think he kind of plays a, a significant role in her life as kind of being some kind of guidepost, which kind of makes him stand out as being kind of fatherly yes we'll have to see more in the next season right right is he going to become the father in the next season right Right? all right so worst dads (laughs) (laughs) i got a couple on here for worst dads uh you can't do a worst dads list for anime without mentioning gendo ikari (laughs) get in the mix jump right He is easily probably the worst dad ever. And uh, no, and, no, and you have two pieces. other ones in here that I will write. I, being cold and heartless is nothing compared to the other two. Well, the, 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 no, no, it, it does not even stop at cold and heartless with Gendo Akari. I mean, throughout the entire series, <laughs> there's there's some dads that every now and then they kind of show some kind of love or they, they do something redeeming at the very end. No. I mean, of course, any of these ones, actually, but... <laughs> Well, no, one of them kind of with a spoilery, and I won't mention which one of that was, so you don't know. Um, but yeah, Gendo Akari is just a bad dad, and he's through and through. He puts his child through absolute hell, and his obsession for one thing and one thing only 
and he's a very selfish man. He's very sick in the mind. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, I have the dad from Anthem the Heart. That beginning scene. I will. I want. I, I want this, to punch this him. This is one of two <laughs> that I totally. I'm. I'm so in agreement with this one. I. 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 Yes, please. I cannot stand this guy. It's very Who, rare when you, you watch this show. You destroy that character at the very beginning. That's just wrong on so many levels. Yeah, there's, there's. It's rare whenever you're watching a show, and you literally want to pause it, stand up, walk to the television, and punch your fist to the punch television. Your fist to the television. Like I am going to buy a new television because <laughs> I literally want to punch my fist to the television <laughs> just to give my mind some kind of You'll, inkling you, that I you, actually see, hit you. See, see, this guy and the father of Kutharasan. These are two characters that... There's something I, that your I, child I, is doing I, that is not necessarily guilty, and yet you're making them guilty is really how you put yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. I you're, mean, you're villainizing your child, even though either your child is innocent or your child doesn't know what's happening. You, you guys think I hate Shinji? Or uh, not Shinji, uh, Slain. <laughs> Slain has nothing on these two characters right now. Oh, Noah Zero Season 3, Slain becomes a father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. Um, the other one I have is, uh, I can't even mention the name, but there's a character in Full Metal Alchemist that did something that was just very bad, and it was... And if you watch Full Metal Alchemist, you'll know exactly who I'm talking to, so I don't even have to explain it, but he's a nasty person, and that was really screwed up, so... I'll leave it at that. Any other ones? Anything else? No. Mind? No. No. Okay. I'm sure there's plenty, but I don't remember any of them. Yeah, Probably sure. because I've blocked them. Out. Um, <laughs> Code Geass. There's a dad in that one that's kind of a a bad person. Yeah. But yeah. Like I said, did we before, decide that Nobuyuki is a good a good dad or a bad dad? Good dad. He's a good dad. Okay. He's very supportive. Okay. See, like I mentioned before, there's there's dads that just. They they want to support their children and protect them and guide them, even though it's contrary to what they dream for. High school of the but dead. in that case, he's jumping on it. He's saying, "Good job, kid. Go for it." <laughs> High school of well the dead. done, Tenchi. High school of the dead. Good dad or bad dad? Which one? The the twin tail dad. Yeah. Um. Good dad. I think he was pretty awesome. I thought he was a pretty, pretty good awesome. dad, too. <laughs> he's a little bit maybe too real for most people, but he's a, good, he's a, he's a solid dad. Had some really good moments there. Very brief. First impression, hated him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, E3. That's a thing. We can, bring, we can start our E3 thoughts. You want to break, break me? Oh, Monogatari. Good dad, bad dad. And then, haven't got enough on it. There's haven't one. Got enough. Haven't got well, enough. Well, technically, he's not a dad. <laughs> haven't got enough of it. But yeah, that was that was that was a. Couple I think aspects he was a bad dad. Certain dad, was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think so he was a bad. There's a couple aspects that made him a bad dad. Um, that's another one of those cases of maybe redeeming, but meh, question mark kind of there. But yeah, E3. We're gonna start uh, E3. Talk. You really want to talk about E3? Forget about talk here. forget about Father's Day. Not gonna be too much. Ba- basically, if you take nothing else from the Father's Day thing, appreciate your dad. If you got a good dad, love him. If you at got a bad dad, exist. At least <laughs> acknowledge his existence in some way. You know, at least, <laughs> at least in, unlike anime, they exist in some f- sort of way. Sometimes, sometimes, 
Um, but yeah, happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there. Um, but yeah, like I said, E3 thoughts. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll put a note in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to skip forward past the E3 thoughts, you can do that if you're if you're allergic to gaming or something. Um, not too much to talk about um, because mainly um, the fact that for me personally, just most games don't phase me at all anymore. I, I see a shooter pop up on the screen. I'm just blanking out. Um, there's a few things I want to talk about, and maybe Chris can chime in on ones that you want to talk about. Um, but I guess everybody has to mention it, the, the best co- conference of E3. We always have – you have to mention which one is the best so that you can start arguments uh, and get clickbait. It depends on how you quantify best because technically my favorite one it wasn't That's a what it is. conference. It's always – oh, <laughs> It was a lot oh, of very serious? long gameplay footage. So <laughs> so you're saying the one where they kept playing 50 million hours worth of one game is the better conference. Yeah. That is sad. <laughs> you have like, you have worse desire for video games than me if that's like the only game that they show and you're like, this is the best one because they're just showing me the same okay, gameplay footage over and over again. I watched the other one. And I literally got two things out of the entire thing, which technically <laughs> is what I got out of the other one. So, and I didn't even wa- bother to watch the th- the third the third console. So, meh. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so we can both agree, at least though, that e- EA and Ubisoft and Bethesda. It's like I don't care. I I don't much care. Okay, yeah. Um, so it comes down to uh, and, and then I I mention Microsoft, which I think. If you're a gamer, I think Microsoft's conference was solid. And, but for me personally, I look at it as none of the games they showed me I care about, except for uh, State of Decay 2. Uh, hold on. Berserk? Like yes. the anime Berserk? Yes. Wow. Are you side tangenting here? Yes. Okay. I, I was trying to understand. To I was trying to understand what you're, was going on there. You're making people believe that they actually put Berserk in the Microsoft <laughs> conference, which I didn't. Um, but no, like I said, State of K2. Uh, interesting for me and Chris, mainly yeah. the idea that we kind of like State of the K. They need mm-hmm. a co-op, and apparently they're yeah. doing co-op. So exactly. Got that. That's cool. And then there's the Xbox One S announcement. Was the which is cool. What, uh, Question. You're gonna side tangent me again. Well, if it's <laughs> if it's PS4, I, then yes. You're talking if about not, something else. I, I want to know. I want to know if the thing that I would, which console is getting that the the Last of Us esque game. That's uh, Ben Studio, which is Microsoft or uh, Sony Studio. Okay, so, so sorry, I was not trying to side tangent. I was asking in case it was okay, Microsoft. Okay, I got you. So yeah, like the only other thing that they kind of announced that was interesting, interesting is the Xbox One S, which was their slimmer down model of the Xbox One. Now that's a cool announcement, and it's basically them saying, "Look, we screwed up, and here is our gamer console. We're going back to this is a game console. We're not doing the TV things. We're not doing the the X, the 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 Connect thingies. None of that. We're just here's a game I, console. It's stronger. It's powerful. It's the same price. And I'm like, that's cool." But that's also a spit in my face because I bought that gigantic freaking VCR that you sold me last year <laughs> and I never played it. So that doesn't interest me. So it's a cool thing announcement. They're definitely getting back on the right track. But for me who bought that piece of crap junk break, it's a slap in the face. So that entire conference has n- no games that I'm really interested in. And then at the very end, they're saying, 
hey, by the way, thanks for buying that other piece of crap. Here's the actual game console. I, I call baloney. On what? On them trying to get rid of the whole uh, TV thing. I don't even think there's a TV in. I don't think there's an HDMI in it. I don't see, think there is. See, there here's could the, be. But the thing is, is, is Microsoft for, and I'll say it again, 20 years has been trying to merge their entire infrastructure into one, the go-to all for... XP Media Center. Yeah, they want <laughs> to be the everything. They want you to come to them for everything. TV, computer, internet, uh gaming they want you to come to them for everything so every time people reject that they just come back a few years later and do it again i'm yeah. sorry they've been doing it for but it doesn't change the fact that the xbox one s is a gaming console and through and through but yeah, yeah they're, they're still have streaming <laughs> it's gonna be in there somehow ps4 still has <laughs> streaming i mean it's always gonna be in there that's part of the media box but yeah and then and then when the next console comes out after the xbox one s they'll be amazing TV integration and everybody's going to go, oh, look, they're trying to change everything. No, they've done it again. I think we're, we're going to have another YouTube video. TV, 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 Call of Duty. <laughs> TV, 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 TV. <laughs> Correction, the Xbox One S does have a TV in, so. Or an HDMI in, I'm sorry. But yeah. Anywho, um, I guess it's enough uh, my of my hate against Microsoft. The one that I would admit that I'm more interested in is going to be the Sony conference because Sony usually has a lot of things that I'm interested in. Um, a lot of things that I'm interested in that's on that platform that I'm sadly was not at the conference, like, um, you know, gravity rush Two. it's like after the conference, it's like suddenly I know where the Twitter feeds are like, check out this new amazing trailer that was not in the conference from like five different people. Yeah. I think it, they were saying that it was on the floor though. Yeah. But yeah, it's it was probably the, the one of the best trailers and one I'm most excited about. But that and uh, Star Ocean Five wasn't even at the conference. But that one's I'm kind of really interested in releasing in a couple weeks. So um, Persona Five, I was surprised it wasn't on there either. But I think I think between Microsoft and Sony, I think the one thing they both did properly was they just did games, 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 games. Goodbye. Like neither one of them did the whole. Here's a interview with a director talking about here's some concept art for a game that's not even existing yet. Or uh, even Sony, I was surprised that we had no uh, indie reels that we usually do. Like yeah. oh, we're like even when they, I was mentioning when they came out and was like oh here's a here's we we like to support artists and and their creative designs and stuff like that. And I'm like oh here's the indie reel. And then suddenly oh no, it's Hideo Kojima and the curtain goes up and they make a big old <laughs> long carpet walk for him and everything. <laughs> Yeah, that pretty much. Yeah, and 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 I and I, I even pointed out somebody had mentioned that it would be stupid that, for them to not end with Hideo Kojima, and lo and behold, they they did exactly that. They ended with Hideo Kojima, and it was like, well, de- technically, Death Standing was the last thing they showed, but yeah, he was just before that ending part because they did the whole thing where he's the guy shooting the that, zombies. That's his way. his new thing is Death no. Death Stranding. No. Oh, Death Stranding. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I was talking about uh, Days Gone. That was what they ended oh, up. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, Death Stranding. That's what what he's doing. But I, I didn't even think they were gonna have anything because all I've seen of Kojima for the last like year has been him running around <laughs> having dinners with different companies. <laughs> and I'm like, all I can really do is show like concepts for his thing. And no, it's it's 
it's basically a big spit in uh, Konami's face, and that was pretty much what that trailer was. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you can have Silent Hills, but um, I have Daryl from Walking Dead still, and... <laughs> And he's naked, and he's carrying a, an infant baby. and Which, you know, all the girls went, squee! <laughs> <laughs> naked him, yeah. Um, Nor- Norman Reedus, or whatever his name is. Norman Reedus, yeah. yeah. But it was like, yeah, they pretty much took everything from that Silent Hill PT thing and said, I'm making my own thing. And it's just... I, I liked... I seen a comic that said, uh, oh, it's it's uh, uh, Kojima's new work. And then it, and it shows him watching the screen, watching the trailer, and then go, afterwards going... Yep, that's that's Kojima. <laughs> like it's weird, it's hella weird, but yeah, that's Kojima. He's well, weird. and that's and that's what we were we were saying the the entire time. We're like, yeah, this is Kojima, total brain mess with <laughs> like some kind of invisible footprints and or handprints of some kind of weird alien thing and popping up all over him. <laughs> a naked guy on the ground and an infant next to him and him crying and then floating people and. I know that somebody pointed out the fact that his dog he has he might have five dog tags and it might be in correspondence to the five people that are floating in the air. And there's people trying to tie that in with this is like the project of Kojima from Konami and so the these are like symbolicism of his works and the baby is him and <laughs> it's like what are you you're drawing way too much out of this trailer. <laughs> like this is some kind of masterpiece of his experience with Konami or something embedded into a trailer. It could be, I guess. Like, the crabs are some kind of significance of dead products. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. He's Weird. got a dead whale out there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that supposed to be significant of uh, Solid Snake or something? Could be. Dead no, whale? Is, no, the, the baby is, is, is Solid Snake. No, the dead whale would be. Because size, you know, it's a okay, it's I his guess. hugest project, guess, you know. <laughs> I guess I thought he would be hugging his dead project. And no, no, he would be holding. He would be holding the new project. I could be. I don't know. <laughs> um, the other thing they had on there was was Horizon. I, I I have to mimic Chris. I think Horizon looks pretty awesome. Yes, even though I was like totally turned off by the oh let's make a choice thing. I like, why do the choice thing? You don't have to do the choice thing. Just just do dialogue. Move on. Not. Selecting you something and then saying something completely different. Yeah. No, that's what's the annoying thing because like one of them is like farewell and she's like, "You should get out of here," but I'm going to go on ahead. And it's like that's not what I selected. I selected farewell. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying something. That's what I always hate about those things. Is you'll you'll select something and you think they're going to say it in a nice way, and then the person says it in a really mean way, and it's like, I didn't see farewell in a starky way. <laughs> I don't know. It, that, that stuff always bothers me, but yeah, it looks awesome. It's like, yeah. I'm kind of a little leery on the idea of the whole Monster Hunter thing. It's like, I don't like collecting and crafting thing unless I get really into a game. So hopefully it ends up being a really awesome game that I'd be willing to do that kind of stuff with it. So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's about really all that they had at the conference that I was really interested in with the PS4. But, uh, outside of the PS4 announced or the conferences, it was a little, a lot of the stuff that I was really interested in, like, uh, Final Fantasy 12 HD, they announced, which I was really excited about. Uh, really loved Final Fantasy XII, so play that again is going to be really awesome. Uh, I'm I'm definitely excited about that. I I think that 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 will be really cool. I, it was one of those games that I think I ended up buying it at some point, and I mostly on Andrew's suggestion. And 
I never got a good solid version of the game because every co- every <laughs> yeah, copy I got was scratched. Up. Yes. And uh so I I I I ended up enjoying a good portion of it but never actually finished it. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I love the core go- gameplay system that they have. It's really cool. Yeah, I came into like really late because there was like way past the moment that they actually made the slim PS2 and I the PS3 was out. It was already like cheaper and everything. I was playing the PS3 and I'm like, I just want to play a PS2 game. So I I bought the slim PS2 and I bought a copy of that and played it to death and I was I was I loved the Gambit system and stuff. So that's it's gonna be cool to jump in there again. Um but yeah Gravity Rush 2's demo I, I really want to jump into that game like I mentioned earlier. Oh, they also announced Last Guardian. They finally put a release date on that. <laughs> As that was that was playing, it was like, yeah, Last Guardian. Thanks. You better put it on a date to th- this time. And no, no sooner had I finished saying that sentence than the date popped up. And I was like, yeah, good job. I I just hate the fact that every time, and I'm I'm doing it anyways here. So I just hate it that every time that the Last Guardian comes up, everybody's always talking about it's going to be a failure, and it's like just just play the game or don't play the game. Just get off the whole. It's been so long that it's yeah, no doubt. When it comes out, people are gonna burn this thing to death. But just leave it at that. Play the game, enjoy the game or not. I don't I don't really care. Um, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna enjoy it. So what? I I I enjoyed. Shadow of the Colossus. You enjoy Deco? Yeah. I I don't have any doubts that Last Guardian's going to be get just fine of a game, and it looks pretty. So who cares? It looks pretty. Yeah. I I don't. I'm 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 tired of. I but but I I think that's kind of translated through a lot of our discussions lately. Is I'm tired of c- critics. I really am. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I'm tired of hearing people bash things that I love, and that's really all I get anymore out of critics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, Persona 5, uh, they announced that they might be thinking of doing DLC for the voice acting, which would be really, really awesome because that... I mean, I've never really hated the voice acting for Persona games, even though I didn't get dancing all night because they took out Laura Bailey, and I thought Laura Bailey was that character, so that was annoying, but I it would be a cool option. I mean, if they can bring that over, I would definitely be going for it, especially even if it's going to be like five bucks or something like that. Cause I know it's cost money to, to license these voices or whatnot. Um, also they're not ruling out a kingdom hearts collection for the PS4. So it's a good thing we haven't jumped out and bought all the kingdom hearts. Thank you. <laughs> so we might actually just get them all on PS4 and that'll, that'll work out. Uh, as Chris already alluded to berserk is getting a, a dynasty warriors type game. I, I know there's a name for it. That but. is curious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't know that I would go and get it, but hey, I'm sure. I'm sure that it, you make them for every other game in the world. I mean, they're, make, they're making the Fate extra one into one. They're making a. They made Zelda into one. They made uh, uh, Dragon Warrior into one. I did enjoy. I did enjoy the Zelda one. Yeah, I, I'll admit. I also kind of liked. I also kind of like the uh, the showing of Resident Evil Seven at the Sony conference too. And there's been a lot of hype behind that one behind closed doors and people trying out the VR version of it. I think I'd be terrified as hell of playing that. And I haven't tried the demo yet, but the one I've seen it, it looks really cool. I like the, I like the return to the old of Resident Evil. Definitely, I'm not sure if I'm okay with what I've seen so far of it because it's more looking like it's going in the realm of, like, jump scares. Jump scares. Yeah, I mean, 
the, all, most of all the gameplay footage that I've seen so far is guys walking down the hall, he turns a corner, and a flash of a person's face appears, and it disappears, and we don't know where that person went. It's obviously a ghost or something, but it's like, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for old school zombies and stuck in a, yeah, you're stuck in a room, I don't care, or stuck in a building or whatever, I don't care, but... That's just upsetting to have something that was once that. I mean, yeah, granted, the Resident Evil did have some semblance of ghosts and spooks and whatnot, but for the most part, it was zombies, not really jump scare kind of stuff. Yeah, we had the jumping through the window kind of stuff, but I don't know. I, I'm really it was able it. to it was able able to capture a and see, and this is one of those things. That it's like I I think that there's a weird perception of what people think is is what made Resident Evil good and then what actually was the thing that made it good and then there's the thing that that uh Capcom thinks that that I, <laughs> I, I there's like the three comments. different three different directions in which this game is and it's like I think that the perfect perfect melding between what actually made Resident Evil good and what what Capcom thinks Resident Evil is good was that what was it number f- five? Most people think four is what's best, and then five kind of just goes in the combat zone. Was was five the one where where, where what what you get what you get or whatever? The yeah, stupid seller. No, that's four. Four was the one. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, that that was the one. I I think that that was the perfect melding of what people were looking for because it still had the tension moments, it still had the the gameplay, it still had the the faster paced plotting and all the different things that the slight RPG elements still had the 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 puzzle uh, working out the puzzles, still had the resource management, still had everything was in that one game. That's why people pretty much say that's the last of the Resident Evils that were good. And then it's slowly been going off on this random tangent because Capcom thinks that everybody wants faster paced games like the first person shooters. Everybody's going out. Yeah. That was the point which everybody was chasing the Call of Duty. Everybody was chasing the Call of Duty. Everybody wanted that money, that cash flow. But And so they think that that's what they're losing is they're losing people because they're not fast paced enough. So they keep going more fast paced. And everybody's saying, no, that's not what it is. We want the survival horror that we want the scary stuff. And so they're going, they're swinging their pendulum so far to the other way. So now we're going to have a whole bunch of people that are going to be playing this game. That is just a bunch of spook scares. That's not what it is that resident evil is resident evil. Yes. There was this tension. It, it looks built. like, it looks like outlast. Honestly, I'm sorry. It looks like outlast. If I want to play Outlast, I'll play Outlast. I'm looking for Resident Evil. Yeah. Resident Evil is, I'm sorry, it's Resident Evil 1. That is Resident Evil to me. Yes, I loved Resident Evil 4. I think it's the perfect the perfect level of everything that is Resident Evil is Resident Evil 4. But Resident Evil 1, yeah, it's Resident Evil 1 is what you're looking for. Not whatever this is. This is a spook scare i guess outlast i don't know what that is but yeah it's 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 a totally different animal yeah i i people need to shut up about the stupid survival horror thing and just go point at resident evil 4 this is what we want that that is the perfect meld of everything yeah 
Um, I thought it was funny that like when they started showing the gameplay footage of the new Resident Evil, it was like all these comments were not enough shooting in it, and somebody said, "This is what you created, Capcom." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you kept pushing people in the direction of the shooting, and now everybody wants the shooting now, and it's never nobody's gonna be happy. Nobody's ever gonna be happy. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we can finally move on to that last one. You were kind of excited about some thing that Nintendo did <laughs> for the entire day. I don't know. I like I liked the Pokemon too, but no, Zelda knocked it out of the park for me. I. When they first mentioned the open world Zelda, I was like, yeah, that looks cool. I don't know that they can pull it off. And oh, come when on. They- Zelda was the very first open world game. Come on. The original Legend of Zelda I, was I, the first open world game. No, I, GTA was not the first open world game. Zelda, the original on NES, was the first open world game. I don't know. I don't know. Or is it Dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> no um i i love it i the, when when they when they actually were when when i was actually watching them sit down and do some gameplay i'm seeing them run around pick up mushrooms and i'm like oh i would so be doing that <laughs> they're they're fighting stealing weapons from the bad guys stabbing them with the weapons i'm like yes i'd totally be doing that if i could Picking up it a was skeleton's arm and beating them over the head yes beating them over the head there's they're they're snowboarding on shields i was like heck yeah <laughs> it was it was a blast i i can't wait to play this and then they turned around and threw this amiibo thing in there i was like dang i've been avoiding the amiibos for how long now? <laughs> Four years or so. Yeah, I I wanted the Rosalina, but I held off. And then they put the stupid Wolf Link on this game, and I was like, "Crap!" The first thing I did was got my iPad, look at the stupid uh, Amazon store for for <laughs> Amiibo. I was like, "Okay, it's thirty nine. Andrew, buy this now so that we don't have to worry about it turning to five hundred dollars." No, honestly, it was like the very first time I've ever seen Amiibo where they've used it, and I went, that seems like a logical use for it. But it, not only that, it ends up being like, this is like game-changing, and I'm wondering if they're going to step back on this, like put a time limit on it. Like most of the, the demos that I've seen them play, they're, they're playing like the entire demo time, and he's never going away. So it's like, it made it out to seem like it's like, once you play it, it's it, he's there for the rest of the time. But... I almost wonder if they're going to step back and go, okay, a little, little, he, he's a little bit too game changing. Let's make him only last ten seconds or something like that. I mean, oh goodness, that no. would really suck. But it was like they're they're talking about how it herds animals for you, so you can hunt them easier. It it distracts camp so that you can come in and pick them off with with bows. I mean, it's like the wolf link is like way overpowered. It seems like and like game changing to have him in that game. But yeah, I I shared your enthusiasm for it. I I. I kind of died away from it after watching the same demo like 15 times where they're pretty much doing the same thing over and over again. Look, we jumped on this the shield again. You know, Look, we're I, flying I, around I, again. I, Look, we're climbing again. Look, we're at camp again. I want to see more than just here is the every tool that you're going to get at the end of the game. Like they even point that out like don't jump off a cliff when you first play this game because you're not going to have this kite thing. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, you're literally going to wake up with just shorts on and thus everything they're doing right now is stuff you're going to gain over time. I'm wondering how long that's going to be before you're able to. Well, they did say they did say that the kite was after the first four souls, which was those things that they were getting out of the shrines. Okay. 
So the first four shrines, which are on that plateau, you get the kite before you leave that plateau. They want to teach you things before you just jump right. out into the adventure. <laughs> um, the climbing thing was pretty cool. I like that there's that, that flexibility there, not just you have to find a path to climb up here or you're jumping on the side of a wall until you can somehow climb to the top of it. Uh, so it does seem like it has like a whole lot of flexibility there. Uh, Uncharted eats your heart out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a really cool little showing, and I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that I got heavily burned with NX, and when they announced that they were holding that that game until the NX came out, it it was like Nintendo punched me in the face. So it, Nintendo's got to gain my trust back because they really messed around with me in the last year with all the games they were releasing that were all censored to hell. The dropping of the Wii U, pretty much the the hey, the only exclusive you've been waiting for on the Wii U, we're gonna we're gonna sell it on the the NX too. So you're gonna have to wait until it comes in on that one, so it's nice and fresh. A lot of those things really burnt me, so they have to earn my trust back. And it definitely looks like a really exciting game. I'm just hoping that it lives up to expectations. Hopefully. Well, I'm the last person on earth that still loves Nintendo, so <laughs> <laughs> it's because you haven't bought all the games I bought that burn me. I I, I get it. I know. You didn't buy a I Wii U and have it burn it's okay. you. It's okay, Andrew. Did you buy a Wii U? It's okay, Andrew. You didn't buy a Wii U, so they it's didn't okay, burn Andrew. you. So all the it's things a, it's that okay, is upsetting to me I know. doesn't apply to you at all. I know. I know. You're 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 hurt. I got you. You don't invest to be hurt. I I, I understand. You're not even a Nintendo fanboy. Oh look at that, I heard him. <laughs> you're not even supporting Nintendo, so how you could talk about that. I do too buy Nintendo games, usually on my DS. Not very often, but Just I a do. DS, not, not the Wii U. <laughs> and I did buy Nintendo ga- or Wii U games. I bought the 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 Splatoon. I don't know why I bought it, but I bought it. <laughs> I bought the long. Hyrule Warriors. I bought it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Two games. You are you're the you're the spitting image. You of are tur- you are so I'm downplaying so me. I'm so mean. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I, I guess the big exciting, I, we've already mentioned the idea of what games we're kind of excited for going forward, but yeah, Horizon, Persona, Final Fantasy twelve. um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm laying at. Yeah, Legend of Zelda, I, I think what I'm going to wait is find out what the NX is really going to be. I think that's really the one question that a lot of people have. What is the NX going to be? If, as soon as I find out what the NX is going to be, if it's going to be more See, my question is, I'm, I'm really thinking the NX is going to be a handheld console slash home console port thing, where you, you take it off the console and it's now a handheld, and thus I don't think it's going to have as much power as the Wii U. And if that's the case, I'll just get the Wii U version of Zelda and say, forget you, NX, I'm never going to touch you. If it ends up being not a handheld slash home console, ends up just being a home console with the NX, then I'm going to immediately sell my stinking Wii U and get it home in the room. <laughs> I I I, I hope think, that they put Xenoblade Chronicles X or X onto. I NX. think that they're they're planning on doing something involving the the app. I, I like I said before, you're following the idea that they're going to put their app on all consoles. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I actually like had PS4. You download a you download a basically a game. Is, I, is that a is that a theory that people are? are yeah, it's, it's floating. I, I, I didn't hear about it. I it was it was some random idea that I had gotten at some point. It there's there's the thing involving my my mindset involving the NX is that it's probably going to have something to do with that that company that they bought out a long time ago and. I believe that they're going to incorporate that in some way because shortly after they they acquired that company, 
they announced the NX. I believe that their their direction, I if you look at the fact that the Wii U was trying to get them separated out, they wanted to copy something involving the uh the handheld where they know they're strong in the market with the handheld. They obviously want to do something in that direction. That's why they went with the Wii U. Now, the logical progression would be the mobile, the mobile market, like you were you were talking about. Which I think that's a, I think it's a solid idea. If it is weaker than that, I think that's probably a drop. I don't think that they should have gone that direction. If they do that, if it is stronger, by all means, have fun. I I, I think it's a great idea. No, you're talking about something else. Then I don't. I don't no, see the them app, becoming the app, app thing. The app, I'm talking the app about thing on like PS4 and all that. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's it's just a random that, idea though. that I had. No, that company's specifically for the apps they're already making. I don't think they need them for to create an app for PlayStation. They just need to work with PlayStation. Hey, we want to put our games on your console from now on. Give us a platform to work with. And so you launch up your PS4. You slide over NX. You, you hit it, boom, Nintendo's logo comes up. Mm-hmm. Here is all of our virtual console. Here is Super Mario Galaxy 5, whatever, launches, and it launches within there. I don't think that'll save them, though. I really don't. I don't no, think No, I don't think it, so at all. I, I don't. Everybody that says that, that, that theory, it's like, that is, that's a terrible idea. They're going to have to downsize enormously. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, Sega. Software Sega. sales is what a company is looking for. When they make the Wii U, they're not making their money off the Wii U console. They're just trying to make even. They're going to make money off of the software sales. It, we, I just it, don't think they're going to have everybody jumping to jump into that NX thing. They're going to be wanting to play Horizon or whatever. Well, well, the the thing that people keep saying is is if they if they if they go, they just need to stop doing consoles and just be done with it and and go the way of Sega. And and it's they like might as well become a card company again. <laughs> yeah, but but to me, okay, yeah, okay, let's look at Sega. What is Sega doing? They're barely, they're barely a a blip on people's. I mean, what Miku is their most profitable, if that? No, it's Sonic. Sonic is still Sonic is barely. No, I, Sonic still makes them money. I'm not saying they're they're a big <laughs> company. I'm just saying that's why they keep making Sonic because there is a huge fan base that all they want for some reason is Sonic. <laughs> And, and, and every time I hear a new, you, if that's every you. time I hear about a new Sonic, I, it's it's usually something bad. So. Oh, everybody hates them. It's just <laughs> the Sonic gamers want Sonic. That's all they want. I mean, I look. It's so funny when I look at like Sega announces here's a new Hatsune Miku, and I click on that, and the thread is basically people going, "Where's Sonic 15 World?" or something like that. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. But apparently, all these people want Sonic, not Hatsune Miku. So it's it's weird like that. I I'm just more upset with Sega with how they're handling Valkyria Chronicles. It's like, that is another one that it seems like it's getting that much more excitement. And the HT one, when it released, everybody was coming back and going, oh yeah, I played that. And it was really incredible. Where the hell did that game come from? And what what did they do with it? Oh yeah, by the way, they're making a new one and it's not even anything like the old one. That's just troubling all I'll get. But yeah, I I don't know exactly where uh, Nintendo needs to go to. I I think that just... I, I don't like the idea of people saying that they need to have uh, that. It's not that they don't need a powerful system, but it's like you do realize that the reason that the Wii U didn't make it out very well is because it got left behind. You need third party support on these things. And if your console is too difficult to basically have to downgrade from PS4 and Xbox, they're not going to bother with it. 
because they're not going to make enough sales to have to downgrade their game for it. They're not going to put Call of Duty 15 on the Wii U along with the PS4 because it's too difficult to make it run on it. And it just it doesn't work out. They did it once when it first came out, and that's like, they're done. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully it works out for them. I, I, I don't want to see Nintendo go away, but at the same time, I think Nintendo needs to reevaluate what their fan base is. If they're going to... Re- that's just like my issue with them with censorship. It's like, if you're going to release that game over here, realize who you're selling it to. Don't make the censorship the discussion about it. And you're making that the discussion about it. Make the game just come out, give it to who wants it, and move on with your life. Don't spend the time putting memes and censorship into it when you know it's going to the one person that doesn't want the memes or the censorship. It's not going to a kid. To put an M writing on it or something. I don't care. Just give it to the audience that they wants it. That's why I love PS4. I I and I'm, I guess you can call me a Sony fan, but when I launch up my PS4 and I throw a game into it, I know it's going to be pretty much the same as what the original creator made it as, and that's why I love it. I can throw Sinra Kagura in there and not even worry about the fact that it's going to be censored to death. I just get my game that I wanted. So we'll see. Andrew had another Nintendo rant. He can move on. I still love Nintendo. You don't have to defend Nintendo. I'm not defending. I know you Nintendo. like being the matter for the stuff like that and I'm bad shows, but you don't have to. You don't I'm just have saying. To. I you still love Nintendo. Don't have to. Don't have to. <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, the community question. Yes, I was irritated that they took out the patting the heads in in, in Fates too. So it's okay. Yeah. The, I'm why? mad. Why? I was mad too. Why? That's I was not mad lewd. too. It's not lewd. <laughs> Killing people's okay in that game, but no padding heads. All right. Community questions. Judude says, a few questions. Probably two. Unless I can come up with one more as I type. You don't have to Number do one. a Geodude voice. I don't know what a Geodude voice is. I'm just talking funny. Geodude. A few questions, Geodude. Which of these public services do you guys think would make the best anime? A Lolly Police Force, a Moe Fire Brigade, or a Kawaii Ambulance Crew. Okay, Does- first, before anything, let's think of titles for these things. Lolly Police Force, <laughs> the Cake Coppers. Who needs, who needs, who needs a different coppers. name? The Cake Coppers. Uh, yeah, Cake Coppers. No, because that means that they, I guess they would be going in and, and, and arresting Cake. And they have, I got they you. Have, they have a Cake Badge. I got you. They, they're going after all the people that, that do disservice to Cake. And they have the and they have the the kind of more Moe Fire Brigade burning love, <laughs> and it's gonna start Congo Des Congo Des. <laughs> Kawaii Ambulance Crew is that is that Cat Girls? Can we can we agree that Kawaii uh, Ambulance Crew is Cat Girls? What would it be called though? Uh, Cat Panic. Cat panic, and it's all about cat girls who just panically go after somebody that's drive down the streets after somebody that's hurt. We'll save you cutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the siren's a cat noise. <laughs> so yeah, we have we have cat cat panic or cat girl panic, I guess you call it. Um, is the Moe fi- burning okay. love? We gotta we gotta cake- decide this. We gotta uh, decide this. Is the Moe is the Moe fire brigade uh, like dog girls? Mm, so like Inu, I can go over that. I can go over that. Okay, we'll Inu, get it. Inu, yeah, we'll get that. Lolly, Inu, and and Cat. Gotcha. And Neko. Sorry. Um, I'm going with Moe Fire Brigade. I, I I 
I my mentality is what show would I be like? This can have a really cool premise and go somewhere with it. Take the 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 girls on Panzer types uh, set up and throw it into basically a pl- a, a fire. A, a fire station and just really cute girls that all work at this fire station and then they get calls and they have to drive out there and just run into buildings and they're 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 super moe but they'll they're they're jumping in there and they're getting you know the the char marks on their face and they're working hard to save lives and save lollies they're th- usually every single episode they're saving some kind of lolly because it, it's more emotional that way i appreciate that that'd be that'd be epic do they bring them to the orphanage they take them to the Lolly Police Force, and then they put them. In, they put them into the circle. So it's crossover. Yeah. So later on, the sequel will be uh, the 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 Lolly Police I, Force I one. You. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, I'm going to choose the Lolly Police Force because I am running the orphanage, so I have to do everything to support the Lolly. So by default, I have to go with that. But you know, I I do have a thing for for dog girls. So what, what can I say? You know. I I got this mentality of like Inu, Inu Mimi, uh, Moe girls, and there's a fire hydrant outside. And <laughs> okay, um, I, I guess Kawaii Ambulance Crew would be cool. That would be, that'd be the third. So we'll, we'll put that in the third in line. But that that still would be a cool idea. Completing the completing the the rescue service. All for my all for my nya, uh, <laughs> siren. Just so I can hear that. Yeah. Next one. Go for it. Oh, you want me to take over now? Yandere, best dairy? Agree or disagree? If you d- disagree, which dairy would you think the like best? Not best, in my opinion. No, I, I would not agree with that. I, I have yet to really find a Yandere character appealing at all. I, I've never cared for them. I, I don't hate them, but at the same time, I've really never really had one that I go, that's best girl. Like they, they're always outshined by other characters in every show that I watch. Even even with Future Diaries, like I don't really care about. I yeah, cool character, but at the same time, no, nah, don't don't want anything to do with her. <laughs> <laughs> I I would probably be the most um, attracted to them, but I do have a more more of an attraction to like the Dondere Kudere type character. And Yandere is is there. I do appreciate them. I love them for. They're, the, the, it, let's be honest, the, the attraction to a Yandere is really in the fact that they are the ultimate, m- most devoted type character to somebody. They, they know holds barred. They are absolutely focused on their target of love interest. So if the, if you are the, if you are self inserting yourself to that character, that person is absolutely devoted to you in in the most extreme form to where they will either kill anybody around you or take you and keep you in a dungeon somewhere and cut you off from society as a whole. That is what is attractive about a Yandere. Um, I am more interested in a character who is snarky, which Kudere is kind of fits that bill. Dondere I like because of their cute awkwardness. Yandere, I have an attraction to only on their devotion, and I do love them for that. And like the character in Day Day Live, I like her for her snarky attitude. Her her personality just works for me. Um, I, the fact that she's Yandere, if you want to call her Yandere, I wouldn't say she is because she's not really interested in the main character, but that's 
it's more because she is a psychotic character that people like about her. And that's why she fits with that snarky personality. Take it for what it is. Yeah. I, I like the, I, I seen a, a, an image somewhere at some point, I think it was uh, Yunaga Sion, and it said, oh, you think you could handle Yandere, that's cute, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody is obsessed with the idea of liking a Yandere character. It's like, yeah, but you don't realize that they're basically going to kill all your family and anybody around you, and possibly kill you in order to keep you away from anybody else, and that's appealing to you, <laughs> I guess. Um, no, I, I, no, I, I like don't I really said, care much for the archetypes, but if, if I had to pick one, I would probably say Sundere. That's the only one that really kind of I get the most kick out of, and I enjoy those characters the most. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I I, I see you more Genki um, and Ugh. and and in the Sundere area because you you like more lively characters. It's just the ones that you seem to enjoy more. I like I said, I go for more the Kudere and Dondere, the ones that are more socially awkward. It, that works for me. Um, I like dairy types. Dairy, dairy types are good. <laughs> like Yuikahama, Yui, Yui she's a dairy type. Just dairy just all dairy. the way. Just, just, just don't care about the boring Don Dairies and Coup Dairies <laughs> that are just kind of boring off the side. Just yeah, so so Solus doll doesn't work for you? No, I, I think of... I, <laughs> aside from Yandere, I think Solus doll is probably... No, I think Solus doll is probably further down from Yandere for me. It's just, <laughs> I... I've I've I got my Solus doll a long time ago fix and I've yet to really care about seeing it repeated again because of all the types the Solus doll is probably easily the one that just really doesn't have much else to going for it. It's a Solus doll. <laughs> what else? I mean, you can't have a Solus doll that does this or this because they're Solus dolls. They don't really do anything. They're pebbles, <laughs> rocks, shiny. Yes, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm stepping on all of your wipers, uh, I know. Uh, it, it so sucks because she is totally soulless doll, but she is kind of cute. And just sure. that I don't think she would ever... So are puppies. Let's she get can't, a puppy instead. She, she can't return any emotion. That's the problem with soulless dolls. They can be all cute, but when it comes down to it, technically they can't return any affection. Until they finally want to show their soul and the idea that the protagonist is in trouble and then they finally do something and become an unsoulless doll and then go back to it afterwards. Then they become Kudere. Three. Juju says, I was recently told uh, by a friend that I don't look like an otaku because I like, or I look like I go outdoors having recently been to a convention which was amazing and everyone with the opportunity to go should go to one uh, I can say that Ataku comes in all shapes and sizes. What do you think of the basement dweller stereotype that still persists in the main so- mainstream society? And do you think it'll ever be dispelled? Do you think some anime actually perpe- uh, perpetuate the stigma when they have characters that act like the stereotypical Ataku? Number one, I'm going to say this. If you are one of those guys, go outside. Just, just do it. I know anime... Great stuff. T- take your iPad. Why are you like take, starting? Take your He's making a point of the idea of breaking the stereotype, and you're immediately going to start this conversation by saying you should go outside more. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying if you are one of those guys, go outside. Well, let's, Break, let's, let's not, just, just I am I am totally not going into the whole conversation. Let's just put that to the side <laughs> and just answer the question. Yeah, the stereotype sucks. It's always sucked. I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think I think the problem is a mixture of. I like that a lot of media is trying to make the... And it's it's a double-edged blade. Media is trying to make the nerd cool now. Like, 
all these shows has a nerd character. And I mean, we were talking the other day about, uh, what was it criminal minds? It has mm-hmm. the, 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 the colorful girl. That's the nerd. And the, the, one of the main detectives is technically a nerd. I mean, these shows are trying to make nerdum cool now, but at the same time, it's also still kind of holding on to a little bit of that to make them different and alien. And I think that's the only problem is like, you're making it look cool and then you make them look alien. A uh, big bang theory. I think the, the thing that comes to mind is like, you're trying to make them cool and then you make them alien. And I, I've never cared for that show just because of the fact that it's like, but you should like that show because it's, 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 it's just like you. It, it's, it's, it's made for you. And it's like, no, when I watch that, I see not me and I'm a nerd and I'm a geek. I, it's nothing like me. It is, it is basically Hollywood trying to make a geek cool. And I, I don't think they're really doing it very well. So it, it's it's like society is trying to make trying to break that stigma at the same time they're not and I don't know when they'll ever break that I think it's one of those things of kind of like the the waiting for the old to die kind of thing I don't know it's the same for video games video games has always had that trouble and trying to break the stigma of violent video games makes you violent or whatever and I don't think that stigma is ever going to go away until the people that don't play the games as I mean we're now most gamers now are, I think, in the 30s or something like that. It's got to push up there a little bit further before the point where we get, oh, yeah, by the way, everybody kind of games. It's yeah. it's kind of widely accepted. The, just the society well, doesn't want to Well, admit what it. I was going to ultimately say after my silly joke was... Oh, I know um, it was a joke. <laughs> well, if, if you are one of those people, you got to get out. Get outside. Stop, I personally... Stop criticizing people, Chris. <laughs> I'm not criticizing nobody. I personally, I... I I have a tan and mostly because I'm outside when I'm cleaning the doggies. But the thing is, is what I was trying to get to the point of is I think that a lot of us are actually like Judy was saying, it was we're, we're out in the open. We're doing these things, but we don't, we don't, we don't go out and advertise to everybody. Hey, we're otaku. We got, uh, 75 different figures up in our house. We don't go and advertise it. So nobody knows 120. who every 120. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, we don't know who each other is. And that, that is a, a problem in itself. And there's no real way for us to come together except for like forums. But we've got so many different forums going across the different places that, and, and everybody's separated. And yet we're all unified in one thing that we all love. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think that the stereotype is going to go away because technically the stereotype is something that is outside of what we are. We, we say that we, what we are is I'm a person who has a life. I go out and I work, I pay my bills. I take, I buy my anime. That's my life. I don't fit into the stereotype that is quote unquote there. Apparently there is a stereotype that I, I watch my hentais, I I have my Dakimakuras, and that is my life. I'm stuck in this little itty bitty shell. But that's not nobody fits that stereotype. If the, and that, that's the problem is there is this per, 
perception of something that is not actually true. So we all go, no, that's not actually what I do. So, and probably every one of us are going, no, that's not what I do. And yet there is still this perception. Where does that perception go? I don't know. So we can't fight a perception that is not, because the perception is a societal perception. Does that make sense? Well, it also comes in line with the idea that it's technically a niche still. And so, I mean, even with anime itself is the fact that it's a niche is the fact that you can't really go outside and scream to the top of your lungs. Hey, anybody else play anime or watch anime? Nobody's going to reply. I mean, because right. it's, it's a niche that is going to be so, you're so spread out. That's why you have conventions. So you can bring people together and talk about it. Cause mm-hmm. you can't really go down the side of the street or go to a bar and go, Hey, what's up? Any other anime watchers? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's so spread out that I mean, and, that, and that's really the where that stigma comes from is is the idea that or that 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 uh, stereotyping comes from is that you have this idea that people are kind of huddled up in a location. It's because that's where their community is. They're usually online. They're talking to people that they're able to get communication with because they can't really go outside and do that same thing. It's not like oh, my hobby is going out to a bar every night. Okay, that's great for you because there's a bar right down the street. Whereas my hobby is anime. It's not like I can. Oh, I'm gonna just go down to the the anime bar and just talk to people that like anime. I mean, you don't really have access to that stuff. So, to say that you're a better person because you just go to the bar to hang out with your friends and drink beer is any better than somebody who is watching anime, enjoying it, and talking to their friends online because it's the only way they can really communicate with other people that enjoy that. Is it's it's narrow mindedness, and it's something that it's always been in society. We love labeling things that we don't agree with, and pointing at that in order to make ourselves feel better. That's what our society is built on. It's so we need to stand up, people. We need to stand up and go against the bar hate, the bar people. Because Take over the bar! Yes. We need <laughs> to become... behind the, the counters. We need to become the anime bars, and we need to have our, 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 our anime on those jumbotrons that are showing the stupid sports games. Because we don't like sports. We like anime. Or sports anime, I guess. Yeah, we can watch sports anime. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll watch we'll the sports haiku. anime for, we'll the, for the sports people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I hope that answers your question. It's and, a compromise. Uh, isol- so that we can all anybody. have the, the bar. Yeah. So that the sports people can have the bar and we can have the bar. And we'll, we'll just watch an anime that's about sports. It's, it's a compromise. I got you. I see where you were going there. You're yeah, on top of the, it, Andrew. The concept of anime that perpetuate it by the stigma by having characters that act like the stereotype. Um, They're not watching those anime, so what difference does it make? <laughs> Thread. I mean, <laughs> he, just, he just broke it. Thank you. I mean, that's just like the whole thing with the, the Mimimi, was it called? I think it was called Mimimi, where it had like this statement to people, and it's like... But technically, it's not really going to be viewed by anybody that that's going to care about that. So why does it matter? I mean, it's it's creating something in anime to say something against those who don't like it. But you're it's not going to work. What was it? Uh, uh, wasn't Shim, uh? But yeah, it's just, it's just the idea that it, it's never going to be watched by anybody else that doesn't like it. So it's never going to get across to them. So yeah, good point, Chris. That just broke it. Thank you. I think the only reason they really do it is just to play off the archetype. I mean, it's just like any other archetype, uh, violent characters. It's not like they make a violent character creates the stigma that people are violent. It shouldn't, anyways, but you still have violent characters, so. Anyways, 
Shikagage says, I apologize if, guys, apologize if you guys have uh, mentioned this somewhere or if it's already been asked. Do you guys think, uh, do you guys think Cavanaria of the Iron Fortress is an Attack on Titan clone? No. Wholeheartedly, 199% no. Do you have anything to add? She also says, honestly, I think it's similar to when fans lump stuck in an MMO fantasy world anime together. Uh, personally, other than the bleak atmosphere, walls, and main characters somewhat becoming a th- like the threat they want to destroy, I don't think Cabinary is a clone. Uh, just because the similarities does not make them a clone, in my opinion. Which I think that comes right along the lines of what we were talking in the writing uh, podcast episode we did. Uh, the idea of, yes, there's a lot of shows that have the same setting, but it's how they build off that setting that makes them different. I honestly lost the Attack on Titan thing past episode one when they when that train slammed that wall and it destroyed everything and there was the zombie things were climbing over the stuff that was as far as my uh attack on titan connection went yeah you had aaron uh jaeger's voice also being in there but once you got past that that initial impact and things were going crazy the show became its own. I, I, I literally had no problem with that show being its own thing after that point. And I honestly, like I mentioned in, I don't remember where I mentioned it. I think I might have mentioned it in the first impressions or the the podcast that we had Logan on. It was like, after that point, I honestly believe that the idea of mentioning that this is Attack on Titan clone is insulting to Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. I think Cabinary of the Iron Fortress is a much better show than Attack on Titan. It's not saying that Attack on Titan is a bad show. I'm just saying it's a much better show than Attack on Titan, in my opinion. It's much more fleshed out. It feels more whole. It doesn't feel like a... Here's the first two pages of a, a story. It feels like its own thing, and it's it's been great so far. I mean, I had no I had no desire to watch Attack on Titan all the way through every time a new episode came out, like we're doing with a Cabinary. Yeah. So that tells you something. We're still watching, what, three episodes per week now? Yes. We, so. we go back two episodes, and then go to the new episode so. which which i mean we've done that consistently through the entire show so well, we, that we should say to, something <laughs> when we got to episode six i finally said you realize that there's gonna be a come a point where we're gonna have to spend two days watching all the way through it in order to do this mm-hmm. every weekend so i decided at some point to just knock it down as and i didn't ar- and i didn't argue with it because it, it was true we were we were focusing we got to about episode four when we started doing that we're killing our bandwidth to death too. yeah <laughs> that would probably be the death of our bandwidth if we kept doing that too um, but yeah, I, I honestly think it is nothing like uh, Attack on Titan past that that opening sequence. I honestly think it's its own thing. I think it's incredible. So yeah, thanks for the question, and uh, definitely awesome. And, and hearing your opinion on it too is really cool. I like I like I, I kind of like if you guys ask these questions to go ahead and throw in like a little bit of your opinion on it. We like hearing your opinion on it as well. So of course, people can also post on the article thread for this podcast episode what they think of that. So. I, be careful on that. If you think that if okay, let me put, let me let me put that in quotes. Okay, if you want to create a discussion, create a discussion. Don't turn the question thread into a big old long discussion about one subject that somebody's asked. I I yeah, I do want people to interact. Yeah, I do want people to interact. But and and I do like the fact that we we have the option of hey let's let's point out a couple of ideas, but. If it goes past one or two or three, maybe four, 
go ahead and start another thread and start a discussion on it. The question thread is for questions for the podcast. So, well, I mean, and, and it's also the idea the yeah, the question, the question thread for the podcast is for the podcast, the anime question thread. Um, definitely post your questions in there. Um, if it's something you think can get a really good, uh, uh, discussion going and you want to ask the people as a broad, put it in whatever forums it goes into anime and link mainly. it. And what'll happen is if you get enough discussion going for it, I'll grab that discussion and I'll throw it on the podcast. I mean, it, yeah. I, I did that with the, the Madoka thing and whatnot. So it's definitely wherever you guys want to put it, just, just, yeah, keep the anime question thread to questions. Yeah. I don't want to discourage people from chatting on the, the question thread, but, but at the same time, I don't want it to get carried away. That that thread of all threads, we got to keep a control on because we, we get a few replies <laughs> here and there, and I I just I don't mind it at all. I just scroll past. It. We're not gonna get angry or anything yet. Anyways, yeah, uh, because <laughs> nobody's actually gone out of control on it. So, <laughs> thanks for the question, Chicago guy. Um, Companion Cube says, "Make a contract with me and become a magical girl." You use that joke. And now you can never use a joke again. You had to hold on to that joke. You can't just throw it out there like that. Okay. Answer the question? Yes. I don't even think he needs a wish. He just he <laughs> wants to become a magical girl. He wants to become a magical girl that badly. He doesn't even care about the wish. He's like, he's like, but you get a wish. He's like, uh, pff, I wish I could mag- become a magical girl. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Well, I think that that I think that would break the time space continuum, you know, because you, you wish to become a magical. The role. mechanics that, of that, no, the, the mechanics become, of Plata Magica Madoka Magica definitely implies that could be something really incredible. Yeah, because then you then impl- that was a spoiler I was trying to avoid talking about. <laughs> I was implying the spoiler, not going into it. I didn't realize I spoiled anything. That's but okay, the spoiler. <laughs> That's why I was not implying it. Anyway, uh, I, I didn't mean, I mean to. Um, I mean, the situation would you have uh, to be in to make a contract with a magical uh, contract and become a magical, what would it take? I, we just answered that question. This <laughs> would just want to be one to be one. Um, if you're talking in the realm of Puella Magi Madoka Magica, that's completely, yeah, again, spoiler related, but I would probably... Really have to think on it because that was not a fun world, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm like thinking. Can, I'm thinking uh, butterflies and rainbows, and and the power of friendship wins all. I'm not thinking. You know, his name is QB. That's true. This is not magic. Madoka magical world. I don't no care. I still want to be a magical girl. So who cares? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Forget about the consequences. Just go right into. Just it. go Head with point. it. Um, Semi Vault says, would you rather have less animation but lots of camera angles like Shaft or less angles but have more movement in the angles? I don't understand that second part of the question, so I'm going to go with uh, more camera angles. I, I well, it's the difference between here's a chair, here's a coffee mug, here's a character's under chin, here's a character's back of their head versus here is a one shot from one side of the room, but the characters are moving around very, uh, a lot. Basically. He's saying a lot of angles with less animation, but less camera angles, but more movement. I go with more movement with less angles, but I do appreciate what Shaft and other studios have done. Like, I enjoy Sakano for the fact that even though they were in a room and they're not going to be running around in circles while they're talking, you still have your you're still getting to see things. And I think that that's what Shaft does good 
is you have a very long conversation where characters are not moving, so you have to give the person something to look at. Well, it doesn't more movement imply more animation? Yeah. Well, more animation, we're, we're watching animation, so technically we want to see more animation. Yeah, I thought that I was going with, uh, with, with alternative to bad animation to uh, hiding the animation is what I kind of was ex- thinking that we were looking at. So I would go with more animation. That's the obvious thing. Well, it's also there's the downside to what he's saying as the alternate is, yeah, you're getting more movement, but it's more stationary camera angles. It's not trying to be creative with what it's looking at. I, I, I love all the animation in the world, but if you don't do something with it, there's a lot of shows that will give me spectacular camera angles, and it makes the this huge difference to what I'm viewing. Whereas, yeah, just seeing one shot from one angle as everything is moving in that one position gets a little dull after a while. And like I said, I give Shaft credit for even though I think that they hide the lack of animation sometimes, they do it in a way that is visually appealing, like I'm seeing something still. So, so the answer is both. <laughs> I guess the answer is both. More animation and lots of camera angles, uh, which is, I guess, option three. Mm-hmm. I guess. We'll just make an option three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bolt also says, if you could want, if you could switch anime directors, which ones would you switch? Example, switching Mikoto Shinkai and Hayato, Hayao Miyazaki uh, would make Shinki, uh, Shinkai have a Ghibli movie and vice versa. Um... I'm not really good with questions like this because I don't really follow too many directors yet. And I, I, I think well, that the few directors that I follow, they're the big hitters. And I don't think I like the idea of switching what they do. What they do is what they do special. And I think what, with whatever studio they work with. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Miyazaki and Shinkai would probably be about as, as crazy as you can get, because one on one side you have the animation master, and then on the other side you have like the most detail orientated guy. And switching them, so what would happen? <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I I I'm fine with uh, I I would what? go with what Andrew is saying. It's pretty much you know what their touch is if you switch them. I, exactly. What, what, what exactly would you? What would you be getting? Because you don't want Mamoru Hosoda to do, uh, you know, Princess Mononoke. That's not Mamoru Hosoda. You don't want to switch the directors because what they're creating with these big name directors. I mean, with these big name directors like Hayao Miyazaki, Makoto Shinkai, and whatnot, and uh, and uh, Mamoru Hosoda. I mean, they're they're people that when they're brought in, they're doing that projects. So, yeah, sometimes they're adapting something, or sometimes they have other outside help. But for the most part. What they're creating is what they've been designated to create, and that is going to reflect their style as a whole. So you can't really have them switch out because otherwise you're going to break the design of the the show themselves. Miyazaki made his films his own way, and if you switched him out for any other director, it would not even – I don't even think it would work. It would be broken. But yeah, do I want to have Mamoru Hosoda or Mikoto Shinkai working under Ghibli? Heck yeah. I want all these directors to have what tool sets they had with Studio Ghibli. That was yeah. a, a, a a fantastic studio. That's about all I can say. I mean, I mean, having Momoro Hasada under Ghibli for five years, make two films with uh, with him, make him. I mean, chain him down to the desk so that 
Miyazaki is like standing over him for two years straight or five years straight so that he learns everything that Ghibli or that Miyazaki is. Become a tyrant. <laughs> yes. Become a tyrant. <laughs> over, and over all the backs of every that, animator. That, that day on, we will have some of the the most phenomenal And probably films. another studio I mean, going down. Or Shinkai. Known for I that. mean, or Shinkai doing the exact same thing. Have Shink, have them both sitting next to next, their, their neighbor desks. Uh, one of them is Tanari, and the other one is the 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 white hair girl, and that the and and she's constantly being distracted by him. But when Miyazaki comes in, their life revolves around f- just following him on each side Sponge of him. Sponge him, yes. Sponge, Sponge him. everything. Those are the two that I Shadow want. Him. I want them to become the next Shinka or Miyazaki's, and I want them to have everything that he has. I, th- I think learning from Miyazaki would be strictly kept to how he kept things in order and how he put down that iron fist because I don't necessarily want them to get his creative mind bled onto them. That's the only no, problem. No, I don't they want them. not bleed his creative mind. I, I, know, don't... I know that's what you're saying, but that was my only fear. If they shadow him, they have to keep the mindset of what they want to create and not bleed in what he wanted them to create. Just Just how he goes about doing it, I guess, is really the thing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go in the next room for the next question. <laughs> Semivolt says, what if or the order is, a, if the order, what if is the order a rabbit turned to into Higurashi when they cried? Um, I think then, you're cruel. Uh, <laughs> I think you're cruel and evil. She almost and stabbed mean. herself in the head. <laughs> oh, it's so wrong. Why would it do that? Why, why? Why? Who even thought of that? Like they're just watching. Obviously, is the other rabbit, and then suddenly snapped and said, "I want to see them all just start killing each other." That would be great. Why are you doing this to me, Samuel? And then you realize that the coffee is actually made of blood, and 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 the 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 bunny this grandpa starts jumping in people's this is faces not fun. and biting them. This is not fun. And moving on, somebody jumps out from behind the between ca- all no, fate anime and and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Between all Fate Anime, which one is your favorite story? Uh, Fate Zero, uh, easily. I, I I loved Unlimited Blade Works for mo- the most part, but I, I it's very difficult to beat Zero. I think Zero just it had so much backstory develop in there. I mean, it, I mean, it was based off of a, a light novel that was just very well written, and the the other Fate Stay Night and Fate Unlimited Blade Works and everything is pretty pretty much based off a visual novel that's kind of separated in diff- different ways, and they were trying to pull too much from each other. So, I, I liked Zero. I think Zero was probably the the best of all of them. Gonna hate me, but Ilya. <laughs> yeah, I it it's that's just pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how much he hated Unlimited Blade Works and how much he hated 2006 Fate Stay to think that there's any story in Ilya that is beating those two that's <laughs> I'm not, i enjoy it i'm having like fun st- i'm enjoying no, it no, I, no. there's a lot of good action st- you're talking about the story not the action we're talking about the story i i have there's like three there's episodes only of there's only one entire there's thing only one, that beating there's only one episodes. fate left that i have to watch and i will watch it because now i have this completionist mindset now that i've got Ilya done I don't have any excuse as to why I have not finished it so yes zero is on on the docket I've already gotten like four or five episodes in it so it's 
matter of just refreshing the first few episodes and going back into it. But that one was just the first few episodes that I had seen. It was really, really stinking dark. And I don't want to see the direction that they're going in that one. And I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still getting over Failia story. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, Sammy Bolt says, uh, in Bleach, which of the 13 uh, court guard squads is your favorite? Kimpachi. That was a given. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, I have. Kimpachi was probably easily the most interesting character of the entire squads. I mean, just him alone, not even talking about the squads. But of course, yeah. Well, was, and was their, 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 their squad was next, was the only one that was really kind of explored, per se. I mean,. No, um, I, the medical squad got explored yeah, a lot. But it was just, it was always truly explored. See, I, the captain, you knew, but Kimpachi, you had, you knew his vice captain, you knew his lieutenants. I mean, all the way down. The only other one that I would say was interesting was the flower guy. He was kind of cool, but yeah, medical squad lady, she was awesome. No, my my point was that I think they all got touched, just not, yeah, some deep story. The problem was that, like, yeah, the medical squad, the reason why I didn't like it was because that was always the humor squad. Like, they came, well, they, they, there was other That's ones that had true. the same problem, but it always had that one character who was the comedy relief, and they always threw him under the bus to get comedy relief. One squad was barely ever touched because, spoilers, um... I didn't like the assassination squad because I didn't like the lieutenant in that one. But I liked Soifan. I think Soifan was awesome. I mean, each one of them had their own problems. And, of course... Oh, the big guy? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for him. Um, I did like and Soifan. another one, Squad 8. He was comedy relief. Him and I thought his he lieutenant was, cool. was a joke. I yeah, thought he was, was cool, cool. But they were a joke. Uh, squad 7, again, comedy a lot of the time. Uh, barely ever seen Squad 9, if I remember right. Squad 10 I, I liked because I liked Tashiro, and I thought that his relationship with Rakiku was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's true. But he me in my awesome. young age, I thought Tashiro was basically my awesome Dragon Ball Z character. He was awesome. He was... His his uh, his ice uh, abilities were just epic, so... Is that the, the one that... Go back down. The one... That one right there. I liked him until... Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a couple of them. I was like, oh yeah, spoiler. By the way, um, <laughs> yeah, um, and I didn't like him at all, even though he's like one of the most epic. So yeah, yeah. When uh, uh, Shigekuni, the the big chief squad one guy, finally does something, you're like, okay, yeah, he's cool, but yeah, don't care for him. Um, so yeah. Kenpachi Squad Eleven and Yachiro was was pretty awesome, uh, and like I said, I'd, I'd follow that up with Squad Ten with uh, Toshiro and Ragiku. They're the cool chemistry. Um, yeah, our final questions we have. I think it's questions. Might just one question. Uh, Crash Cameo says, "Hey guys, how's it going? I have a question. A couple questions for you. Uh, we're doing good, by the way." I've heard Madoka Magica and Neon Jesus Evangelion called de deconstructions of their genres. What are other animes you consider to be deconstruction? Um, we're, we're kind of strongly debating and going on the idea that uh, Grimgar was going to be a deconstruction of fantasy or trapped in a an alternate world uh, genre. So, 
I guess you can go with that one. I I mean, there there really is not many other ones to point out. I mean, most of them, yeah, you can probably say something like Fate Stay is a, has some slight elements in there to break down the idea of an arena-type show. But for most shows, they don't really go out of their way to be... It's It takes a lot of writing and a lot of uh, risk for a writer to put their show or story to solely focus on the idea of taking a genre, breaking it down, and and throwing it throwing it through the loops because it it basically is it's going on a limb to think that this is what you're going after and it's going to appeal to people. A deconstruction is a huge risk to go after, and it I, really is only going to fall on certain genres to be successful. Just throwing it out there because I've heard the the Evangelion is a deconstruction of the mecha. I have I've heard it a it's, couple times. But yeah, not, I've heard it a couple times. I, I personally, my personal opinion, I don't think I think it was a happy accident that it is. A I, yeah, I don't think it was its focus. I don't think that did, was what he was intending. It did have. You could easily put it. You could easily take certain aspects of that show and go. That's really a deconstruction of that aspect. Like the idea of usually Mecca, you jump in the Mecca and you're all happy and you're fighting these other things and you're going, this is incredible. This is so cool. No, he gets in the Mecca and he gets his arm torn off and he starts screaming at the top of his lungs. That's a little different than your usual Mecca jump in there and have fun. Yeah, I think that he was trying to, he was probably trying to shake up the Mecca genre. I don't think that he went into it with the idea that, hey, I'm gonna. I'm going to restructure and I deconstruct the genre. I think that I. I don't even think Madoka was. I was really about to say I don't. I don't think really. Yeah, I don't think Jin Murabuchi was actually going after. I'm going to deconstruct a magical girl and I'm going to change everybody's perspective. And I think he wanted to make a dark and and gritty. Uh, and, he, and, and he just so happens to be a person who, when he writes something, he thinks it through very thoroughly. So it's, it's yeah, Madoka was a very happy accident. I think that Evangelion was a very happy accident. The same with Grimgar. I don't necessarily think that they came into it with the mm-hmm. idea of this is going to be a, a deconstruction. I do think it's a deconstruction, just like I think that Evangelion is. I think that Madoka is more on the... And I would almost go so far as to say probably Monogatari. But in a, I don't know what it's actually deconstructing. I think it's deconstructing... Could be a harem. I mean, harems... Yeah, I mean, I've always wondered what would be a good harem deconstruction. I I would love to see a harem deconstruction. I think that would be... Yeah, I've heard the idea that School Days is a harem deconstruction. I don't know. Um, I would say probably a, a love triangle deconstruction, but I I don't know. I haven't watched it, so I can't tell you. Well, I think um, it's, I think the, the the main key point is really I think all these writers and directors are really going after an idea of here is my story. Here is a typical of this genre, and let me advert expectations and think outside the box. And what ends up coming from that is people go. That's a deconstruction. I don't think, yeah, like you said, I don't think they really go in there with the mindset I'm going to be a deconstruction. It's, I want to advert expectations, and that thus becomes a deconstruction because people go, you took this element and you did something different with it. You took this element you did something different with it. It ends up not being what I originally was planning on it being. 
Yeah, and if they if they think it well through, think it completely through to its logical progression, that is kind of what a deconstruction right, is. Right. Is if they if they if they just take it to the point of I'm going to make it something different. That's really more. I I I I be adverse to saying parody, but parody is taking it to its extreme and. Whereas, because somebody had asked me at some point, what what is the difference between, or what what do I think a parody is? Well, parody is taking the joke and, or taking something, turning it into a joke, and then make taking it to its extreme. Whereas on the other side, a deconstruction is almost the same thing, but it's taking it, making it, making it kind of grounded in reality, and then taking it to its logical conclusion. And I think that that way, I think you told me that. And it was like, because I, I kind of understood what a deconstruction was, but it was kind of that one little element that I couldn't quite under couldn't quite grasp. And it's that taking it to its logical extreme is making it to where it goes to where would it go after you get to the point where it's set in stone? What happens next? Right, right. Because I mean, you're with every magical girl, you're going to this certain bounds and then you usually keep it within there. Here's the monster. You fight the monster. Everybody's happy. But then it goes, well, what happens to the monster once you kill it, though? And you're like, oh, um, I never thought of that. that. Um, what could happen? Well, let me tell you a story kind of thing. <laughs> um, last one we have is uh, also from Crash Cameo says, and Simi Gwilt's question about the is the order of rabbit. You're going to have to leave the room again. Is the order of rabbit turning into Hirashi made me remember this. Did you guys hear the fan theory about is the Order of Rabbit taking place in an alternate reality where Japan won World War II? Uh, if so, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think that it's an interesting, but I kind of doubt that it's the case. Uh, here's a link. In, you guys, a link in there. Um, I, I jumped on it. I, I think I remember hearing something about it way back when the second season was airing. Somebody was mentioning uh, that article, or that theory, rather. It's one of those things where it's taking basically each little kind of element of Is the Order of Rabbit and then going... Well, this could obvi- this could mean this. I mean, he's of course he he says it himself that it's a joke and it's not to be taken seriously, but it's more of a thing of, well, technically, yeah, this girl is trained to almost be an assassin. She knows how to use guns and stuff, so she must be. Uh, her father must have taught her that in order for her to protect herself from uh, some kind of threat. Or yeah, technically, they're in another country. Obviously, I was going to say they are in another country. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's really that far but yeah it's fun to think about things like that is the writer going for that highly doubt it it's (laughs) it's one of those things of if they have an anime set in another country guess what they're just gonna have it in japanese i mean they they i've it's rare that i ever see an anime where they're in another country and not everybody speaks japanese okay uh it's a very serious show (laughs) and everybody speaks japanese i mean it's just i was gonna go with i was gonna go next season we've got 91 days that's happening in america guarantee you the entire cast is talking in yeah japanese. they're not they're not going to have a bunch of english and then one character is going to speak japanese it's all going to be in japanese so uh it's, it's one of those things where yeah you can point out things like that but it's really just a laziness it's not creativity in any mind but it's a cool thought like i said i 
would I go to those extremes? Does it make it any better of a show? It doesn't enhance the show. It's just a fun theory. <laughs> have fun with it kind of thing. I, 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 I got a couple struggles out of it. Yeah. I, I think it's fun. Uh, the idea of, yeah, Japan, Japan owns Italy. I'm on board. Let's do it. <laughs> and now Italy now we get enjoy lollies. the lollies of Italy. <laughs> we get lollies in Italy. Can, Bakeries. Please and, come to America. Take us over. We get, we get lollies in America. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that is all the questions we have, and uh, that's sad because it seems like the amount of questions we're getting is dwindling. So yes. that is a call to you guys that here soon, once we do another discussional, we're going to need more questions for it. So if you have any questions you want to ask us, throw them in there. Uh, you can make a really deep question that takes some time to answer, or you can make some really fun questions to kind of throw out there. Uh, ask our opinions on, on on news bits, stuff like that. It's always, always welcome. Always take into consideration it, when you guys do this. I, it doesn't matter how many questions we get. You don't have to hold back because you see a million questions. We will take them as we can get them. Um, we run out of them quite often. Um, we don't have a problem with having a, some leftovers for, for later on. The more questions you got, the more discussionals we have material for. So take that into consideration. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, we have coming up here soon, we're going to have our reviews for the season, our coming up here soon i think we're about a couple weeks away from doing our reviews for the season i was thinking that maybe next week we're gonna get starting because i know that at least two shows have hit only finales. that's the problem is like only two shows are actually finishing it's like there's a there's gonna be a gap between some and that's what happened last season that's what kind of sucked but we'll see we'll see how it comes i do want to throw this out here um i we we do avoid doing this mostly because um, we don't want to sound like we're begging for them. So, but I do want to remind you all, uh, just a gentle reminder. If you've never done a rating on iTunes, we do appreciate them. If you put a five star and you want us to re read it, we will happily read it. Um, but we do, we are one of the lesser rated and is because we don't like to ask. We don't want to beg and, uh, and, 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 make it seem like we require you guys to do that. It's something that we want to earn and and do a good show for everybody and then earn it honestly. We don't want to sit here and hound people. Go in, go in iTunes, review us, go and do it. We want to earn that. And so we don't really mention it very often because of that. But we do appreciate it if anybody has would like to. Funny story. We're finally on the first page of anime. Yes, when we are. Now. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, um, I was looking at, I was searching, because I, I, on a regular basis, I'll search for anime or otaku, whatever, and see where we're at in the list, uh, see how high we are. And every time we searched anime, we weren't even, you couldn't even scroll to find us. Like, it was, it was that bad. And at some point, I decided, okay, what if I, what if the, there's a certain reason? So I'm looking at that page, and I realize everybody has isolated the word anime in their title. So I went on my feed, I edited the, the title, I took out Cassidy, and so you might have noticed it says Otaku Spirit Anime now. And what happened was immediately when I turned that off, I had, of course you had to wait about two days before they finally updated on the store. I searched anime and we're, boom, we're on the top, we're, we're like seven down from the top. I mean, we're on the front page, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that's all it took was just isolating the word anime. So now we're searchable, and hopefully that, that helps so the people find us quicker and you can find us to, to give us a rating. <laughs> um, also, we are now on the uh, Google Play Store. Somebody asked us through a comment. I can confirm on that, by the way. You can. I, I have actual confirmation. 
I'll, I'll I'll explain it to you later as to how I I have that confirmed. But yes, I I have confirmed it. Mighty Axe, Mighty Axe asked us in a comment through the website, and I've sadly I seen his email and I was like, okay, I'll handle that later. And like two weeks later, I finally seen the email and said, I'm I'm so sorry, I forgot about your email. I am waiting for approval now. It'll pop up here soon. So, Mighty Axe, I apologize again for missing your email, but now we're we should be on your on your Google Play. Yeah, it is confirmed. It is on there. I have seen it. I have played uh, podcasts off of it. Yeah, and as usual, if anybody has any suggestions of where to put our podcasts, I think we put it on everything. I think there's only one that we have not done yet because it requires us to actually give them a lot of information that I really don't feel I should have to give them. So we'll we'll see about that. But just let us know. And uh, if you have any problems trying to access it, that's cool. Again, as usual, thank everybody who supports us on Patreon. That is mm. so welcome and so appreciated. Um, I can't express enough how great it is that he- people actually support us, um, even though we don't have paywalls or anything. So it's definitely support that is in its purest sense, basically. Um, and that's greatly appreciated. And again, as usual, check us out at TakuSpirit.com. Up at the top, there's a link there that goes to the forums. It has a lot of those people that support us through Patreon on that forum community. They're great people, fun to talk to. And as usual, again, at TakuSpirit.com on the right side is our social media links, so you can contact us through Twitter or whatever way that you need to if you're not comfortable with the forum. So, um, Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Is that, is that, all? Is that all? Is that all? All right. All right. Um, I guess I mentioned that we just got the Spice and Wolf series, and I'm trying to jump into that. Yeah. Are Somebody's asking if we're going to do a review. Yeah. I'm, I think, a third of the way through the first book, okay. so I'm, I'm chugging through. Take take time. I'm not, time. Not yeah, hurry. it's something you have to take time. You gotta you gotta you gotta soak it up. A lot of a lot of character. Delight. Polo is somebody you want to kind of spend some time with. You know, get the yes. groove on. That's getting that's getting disgusting. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, thanks again for listening to this guy. I think I messed Andrew up. <laughs> I wasn't just sure if I was going to close it out with that or if I should probably go into something else beforehand. Otherwise, we don't leave them with a bad taste in their mouth. Um, but yeah, y'all, y'all take care and thank you for listening. Oh, Tonight in